diseases transferable to humans. Your dirty trash can is susceptible to harboring dangerous bacteria. Contact Brandon at Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning today at 440-752-1533 or find them on Facebook. Veteran owned and operated and eco-friendly. Again, call Brandon at 440-752-1533. Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area for the past five years. For more information on how Lisa and the team at Growing Wings can assist your family, you can contact Lisa at 234-334-7547 today. Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. They have two convenient locations on the east side. You can call 216-531-7373 or on the west side, call 216-398-7373. Mention Red Line Radio and receive 10% off your purchase. The official home and auto parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. If you need any custom T-shirts, banners, stickers, anything like that made, then you reach out to Incredible Keepsakes. As Diane always says, cherished moments are made to last forever. You can reach Incredible Keepsakes at 440-242-9648 or check out their website at IncredibleKeepsakes.com. And don't forget to mention that Redline Radio sent you. For all of our programming information, you can check us out on all social media platforms. You can listen to all of our great programming and live 24-hour music on the Redline Radio LLC app. You can find it on the Google Play Store, but you can also check us out at RedlineRadioLLC.com where we are always live.
Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about the balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George. Joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's going on? Oh, you know, just uh, fighting the cold, feeling good. I'm excited to be here. Glad you made it back on one piece. Barely. Vegas was a doozy. <laughs> Tim, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excellent. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm great. That's great to hear. That means a good show's coming, everybody. So we are here. We are live. We're going to recap the NFL draft, at least the first round. Uh, we have plenty in store for you. We're going to go over our surprise picks. We're going to go over, uh, so we're going to grade some of the drafts overall for the whole teams. We're going to break down, of course, the Browns draft since this is a Cleveland based show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of NBA playoffs. We've got a lot on the agenda today, so we're going to get right into it. First and foremost, uh, the pick is in. Did you get tired of hearing that all weekend? Or? No, not at all. <laughs> you don't get sick of it. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go over the first round and kind of go over what Kyle and I had picked. So as you can see on the bottom, we got the ticker going with the picks. And again, we'll compare that to what Kyle and I had. So did you, first did you do first, the math? How many you got right? I haven't even looked at it yet, to be honest. I, I had four right. Are you serious? Yeah, because so many damn trades. But I, yeah. I, I mean, I got the first two. Right. Yep. I think we both did. Mm -hmm. I think you got the third right. Then I got the fourth right. And yep. then I got one more like in later in the first round. Right. And that was it. All right. Yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, <laughs> like I said, we'll uh, we'll go over. We're going to look over. If anything, the main thing we're going to be paying attention to is just who who if, if we had the guy in the first round. That's all I care about. So let's go for there from there. Uh, what's up, Dave? So first things first, obviously, the number one overall pick. I went with Trayvon Walker, as did Kyle. Kind of a surprise a couple days leading up to the draft. But eventually ended up becoming kind of the, the worst kept secret of the draft. So Trayvon Walker went number one, number two, of course, as I said, Detroit would run to the podium to take Aiden Hutchinson. And that's exactly what the rumor was. Oh, yeah. Detroit came out and said that the NFL actually got mad at them for how quickly they brought the next pickup because for they're going trying to, too fast. They're trying to stretch it out. It's primetime TV. They want big ratings. They want to milk it. So they were kind of mad at the lions, but at the end of the day, Goodell could take a sweet time and come to the podium whenever he wants and he did just that. So Aiden Hutchinson was, of course, the pick to the Detroit Lions. Number three, I went with my gut. My buddy ended up winning like $6,000 because of this bet. He took Derek Stingley Jr. How, ex how, how, tell me about the experience. Like you were there. He knows he got it right. Mm -hmm. how, how was that? Like how was I wasn't he, even by him. He uh, bought him and his son and his son's friend like $15,000 VIP passes. So $6,000 of him. He's, he's, he's filthy rich. It covered half of his trip. I'm sorry, half of the tickets, not even the trip. Jesus. He bought a, a, a full floor suite for, or well, a suite for him and his kid and his, son, his son's friend. They had like a two bedroom suite at the Mirage. So the $6,000 was, was nothing. Pennies to him. Chump change. But that's so why it was just He fun. wasn't even excited, huh? No, he didn't care. He's like, okay, cool. But it was the correct pick. So Derek Stingley Jr. was who I had at number three. So as Kyle mentioned, I am one, two, three for three. Here's where it goes off the rails a little bit. So pick number four was Jermaine Johnson in my mock. Of course, the New York Jets ended up taking Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Kind of give myself a half a point for that because they did end up trading back into the first round to take Jermaine Johnson later. We'll get to that. But he did end up a Jet for what it's worth. I had this one right. This is the last one I had right for a long time. Okay. So Sauce Gardner for Kyle. I had Jermaine Johnson. Did not work out. Pick number five, the New York Giants selected Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end from Oregon. Good pick. I knew they needed an offensive lineman. I just kind of thought that he would he would slide a little bit more. I actually, spoiler alert, as you guys saw last week, I had Thibodeau going seven to the Giants. So again, out of order, but I was in the I was in the ballpark. 
So we had Kayvon Thibodeau going number five. Number six, Carolina Panthers. I had them taking Iki Aquanu. That's exactly who they took. So that's another one right for me. And then with pick number seven, the Giants took Evan Neal, who I had them taking at five. So again, I had the right two players, just flipped. So what are the odds of that? That's not too bad. Again, I give myself half points for that, if, if you will. Is that what we're doing, just half points? I mean, it, it's as close as I can get, pretty much. Without without being dead on, I got the team to the the, the player to the team, just in a different spot. Uh, number eight, I did swing and miss big time on this one. Malik Willis, I had him go into the Falcons because years prior, I've learned in the NFL draft, teams reach. Right. Teams take quarterbacks that may necessarily not deserve to be a first-round pick, let alone a top-ten pick, and we've seen it a million times. Every year. So I thought they have to take a quarterback. They're, they're desperate. They're a terrible team. They have, they have Marcus Mariota. What else can they do? They have to go with the best overall quarterback. And in my eyes, Malik Willis was that guy. They then surprised me, and they decided to take Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. And right then I thought, holy shit, they're all in with Marcus Mariota. I find that really hard to believe. That was my thought process with Carolina two picks earlier. I was like, yeah. they have to go quarterback. Well, my thought with them, as I mentioned last week, was if Carolina doesn't take a quarterback, then they're trading for Baker. That's how I, I thought. Yeah, of it. that's what we, we no agree. brainer. I think we both said that we prefaced yeah. it. I think I texted you and said, oh, yeah, this, this opens it up. Baker it has to be Baker going to Carolina now. So it ended up not being the case. Atlanta, of course, selected Drake London wide receiver USC. So, of course, I mean, I great, way great, off great pick for Atlanta. Just no, a very good pick. It just I knew they needed a wide receiver. It was a no brainer there. But quarterback is obviously the most important position in the NFL. So I went with the quarterback, but good pick for them. Seattle Seahawks at number nine took Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. I had them taking Sauce Gardner, who, of course, was well off the board by this pick. So that, that was not a good pick by me. Uh, next up, we have the Jets at number 10. I had them taking Garrett Wilson. They took Garrett Wilson with the 10th overall pick. So another one there. Uh, number 11, Washington traded back. They I had them taking Drake London in mind. They traded with the New Orleans Saints, who moved up to get Chris Olave out of Ohio State. Right kind of position. a surprise pick. Right position, uh, yeah, right, right position. Um, different team, but I think I had them. Did I have them? No, I did not have them taking a quarter or a wide receiver, the, the Saints. So I was a little off with that one, but I also thought the good wide receivers would have been gone by the time the Saints pick. I didn't, I don't do trades and mocks. So Saints trade up to 11 to get Chris Olave. Number 12, the Detroit Lions traded up again. Another team trades up because there was a huge wide receiver run here. And they took um, Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama with the bum knee, hopefully coming back for the season, but never say never. It's a hell of an injury to come back from. So I had Minnesota taking Kyle Hamilton there. They, of course, traded back. So that's another one wrong. Pick 13, Houston. They stayed put. Or I'm sorry, they traded with the Eagles. Uh, two picks. They let the Eagles jump Baltimore to take Jordan Davis. So Jordan Davis to the Eagles was a really good pick, but I didn't have them getting past Baltimore. And I think Philly knew that that was going to happen too. So they had right. to jump Baltimore to get him. So that's a good pick for them. Um, only had to move up two spots. Didn't cost them much. But that does mean that Kyle Hamilton slides to 14 at Baltimore. And I kind of want to talk about this pick here because we do have some fans that are Ravens fans that watch the show. Uh, the, the Ravens are, of course, in the AFC North. So it's a direct rival for the Browns. Kyle Hamilton, USC, or uh, North, or, I'm sorry, Notre Dame, safety, big boy. Just, just pick other rivals. <laughs> yeah, that's in my head. Um, he's, he's a good player. He's huge. He's six foot four. He's not your prototypical size for a safety kind of tough for him to fit in the NFL because you don't see a lot of safeties at that size. I think that's kind of why he slid down the board a little bit because teams don't really want to take a chance on a guy that big. Good pick for, for Baltimore, not a need. They have 
two good safeties, but you can't pass that up though. But Baltimore doesn't pass up good players. That's exactly right. So I mean, I was surprised he slid this far down in the draft. I thought he was going to go earlier, you know, because he's a hell of a player. I mean, and any team that needed defensive help, it's hard to pass up a player like it's caliber at that position or at that time. I mean, I did see some some mocks leading up that did say that they could see him falling into like the twenties, possibly yeah. like close to the twenties. And I didn't believe it. I thought, well, okay, my mock smoke. had me going to the Pittsburgh at twenty. So I yeah, get a lot it, of people so. thought he was going to slide a little bit, <laughs> and sure enough, he did. And goes to in division rival, but again, not a position of need for Baltimore. Great college player. Does he translate in the NFL? Only time will tell. Um, but I, apparently. 13 teams didn't think he would, and they let him go. Either way, I, I hate the fact that Baltimore got him. I mean, Baltimore, we'll get to it later. Baltimore had a hell of a fucking draft. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. We, we'll definitely talk about that, but a lot of people graded the Ravens in terms of just drafting big-name players, great. But in terms of actually drafting, like, franchise-changing, like, important position players, Mediocre. they didn't do a good job okay. at that. So that's one thing that, like – and then, obviously, we'll get to it in a little bit, but trading away Hollywood Brown – Lamar Jackson's favorite target, not a good thing for Lamar Jackson for them trying to keep him there. To oh, keep he he voices ability that night. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I like the I kind of like the draft for Baltimore because they kind of fuck their team in the long run. It's kind of making them look a little worse. So hopefully that's well. They're that just hoping up. that they win every game ten to three because yeah, that's their defense needs to shut the other team down. Their offense isn't going to move the ball very much. Yeah, they have nobody to throw to. Their offensive line is still garbage. So I'm all for that as a Browns fan. Uh, next up, we have. The, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong. By screen. the way, I got the Jordan Davis pick right. I had them take going to Philly, but just later. Yeah, I mean that's they traded again, up. So I'll take credit for it. That's a half point. As you I get, said, if you half get, point for me, I'll if you get it. the player to the team in the wrong number, <laughs> half point. Because I had I had a few of those, so it's a half point. Uh, now you have Houston Texans after they traded back. They take Kenyon Green, offensive guard from Texas A&M. Not a sexy pick, but a decent pick. I mean, when you're a bad team like Houston, you can take pretty much anybody. And an offensive guard's never a bad thing. So good pick for them. I mean, maybe the guy will play his whole career there. We'll probably hear his name again. So congrats to him on all of his success. I had Trevor Penning for New Orleans going here because I had them staying put at 16. But again, or I'm sorry, Philly taking Jameson Williams there. But uh, that's not how it worked. 16 is the Washington Commanders after they traded back with the New Orleans Saints, who, again, I had them taking Trevor Penning. Instead, the commanders take Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. So I was kind of right again. I had Washington taking a wide receiver at 11. They trade back five spots, get a wide receiver anyway, just not the guy who I had pegged. Half a point. Yep, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, you have the Chargers, who stayed put. I had them taking um, cornerback Trent McDuffie because they do need some secondary help. However, they do need offensive line help. I just wasn't sure if I liked anybody available on my mock. They apparently really like Zion Johnson, and they took him. I do think he's a very good offensive lineman, very versatile, can play a few positions. That's good for Justin Herbert to get extra protection, especially in the AFC West, which is a loaded uh, loaded uh, division right now. So any help for Justin Herbert's a good thing, and I think getting an offensive guard was a great start. I had him take an offensive line here, but not that guy. So Yeah, I just it, my first mock, I had a lot of offensive linemen already off the board, right. so I just ran out of people to pick. So I did not get that one. Next up at 18, you had Philadelphia, who was scheduled to make a pick, and they decided to trade that pick to Tennessee for A.J. Brown, a big trade. First big one of the night. I mean, obviously, you had guys trading up for picks, but this was the first player trade. So you have A.J. Brown, who went to Philadelphia with a big contract. Uh, Tennessee wasn't willing to pay him. 
Did you see the Vrabel reaction, the video? No. So, <clears throat> when they when they made that trade, they had like obviously live live cam footage sure. of the Titans like uh, war room. And when that trade came through, Vrabel like stood up, like put his phone down, whatever, threw something on the table, and walked out of the room. Do you think they made that trade without him knowing, or do you think they just called and said, "Hey, we're making this trade right now," and he had to um, deal with it? So, from what I've heard, when it comes to trading, most of them, there's been a lot of discussion for trades way in advance. To, so another thing too is the fact that they traded for AJ Brown and already had a contract for him makes me think this was planned well in advance. Yeah. So you think Vrabel knew it could happen or possibly happen? He if knew it. Came it. Right I also think it's time. one of those. You're on camera. Look pissed. Sure. Okay. Makes, makes you look like a good coach. Makes you look like you love your players. Also, you want to try to save face. AJ Brown's leaving because Tennessee doesn't want to pay him. Right. You want to act like fuck that. I wanted him here. I would have paid him. Yeah. They had that contract me. lined up for him. Like right. So when it's, got it's there. like yeah. free agency essentially when you have agency starting there's always contracts that come in immediately right you mean to tell me they came up with a full five-year contract with the guy wrote it up had his lawyers look over it his agent look over it agreed to it signed it within 10 seconds true they've been doing it for days this shit's been in the works so any other normal trade possibly could be a sporadic kind of thing but to have a contract ready makes me think that you think the same thing happened with hollywood too no that one no because he hasn't gotten a new contract there's rumors that they might have to tag him next year or yeah franchise so that, tag, was, or that was a day of, option but, day of decision then you think because i just can't see them investing i mean i guess they're gonna have to but how do you invest that kind of money to a guy like hollywood brown who's been right essentially he's been a bust he's under underachieved had a hell of a good year last year though i mean he, he was what, six touchdowns 1100 yards yeah it was okay i mean in an offense that's supposed to be high powered right i mean mark andrews blew his numbers out of the water so hollywood brown is just as a first round pick has been a huge disappointment yeah. um Lamar's number one option going to play with his old teammate now though in Arizona, but we'll get to that trade in a little bit. Excuse so back me. to the draft at hand, we have the Tennessee Titans who moved up to 18 for the trade with AJ Brown. They replace AJ Brown immediately. They draft Traylon Burks wide receiver out of Arkansas. And hopefully that fills the void for them. They now have Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, decent wide receiver room there. They signed Austin Hooper. You've got Derrick Henry, but you still have Ryan Tannehill, but they do have a new backup. We'll talk about that later too. Next up at 19, you have New Orleans Saints, who in fact did take Trevor Penning. Same player, different spot. Had it. Another point. Half a point. Half a point. What are you up to now? Six points? I don't know. I'll do the math later. Good thing we didn't make a bet on this. Yeah, I would have dominated. I think it's <laughs> I'm well out of hand for you right now. Uh next up we have 20. Pittsburgh Steelers take the Spoiler alert, only quarterback of the first round. Hell, the only quarterback of the first two rounds. They called the lollipop gang up and drafted this guy. Kenny, petite hand, picket. He has little baby hands. He will be the only quarterback in NFL history. Or, well, he'll be the throw, quarterback with the smallest hands in NFL history. To, yeah, he's going to have to. He looks like that guy in the Burger King commercial with the big whopper. He can't, he's got those little baby hands. That's he got Kenny small picket. hands, son. They're tiny. He's the guy from Scary Movie 2 making the mashed potatoes. Oh, the mashed potatoes guy. Petite hand picket. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm coining that phrase. So if you buy a t-shirt that says petite hand picket on it, I want 10 cents for every t-shirt. I feel like we should get that shirt made at Redline Graphics and wear it for... Oh, our... that's not bad. I'll, I'll see if Dave will get those and he'll he'll wear one for sure, I think. <laughs> He's got to represent the team. Get it in gold and yellow. Or black and yellow, I mean. Just get images of the small hands. Even... Well... We'll have to enhance them a little bit because oh, if you yeah, did like life size, you wouldn't even That's see true. them on the thing. True. It'll it'll be like a box of cereal. It'll say image has been enlarged for for picture. Small hands. I like that. That's a petite he's got hands picket. Tiny little hands. He's he's like 25 years old. I think he's old as shit. 
He might be older than Mitch Trubisky, who's been in the league for five years. Uh, just a really questionable pick. You guys all know I did not like Kenny Pickett coming out of the draft. I couldn't be happier that he's going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, when you text me, I wasn't even looking at the screen because we were driving from bar to another bar. When you text me, he's like, oh, Steelers took Pickett. I'm like, no fucking way. Yep. I get to the bar, look at the screen, they're talking about him. I'm like, there's no fucking way you took. And even Chipper, who's a friend of the show. Yep. And a Steelers fan, he's like, what the fuck did we do? Again, I love it as a Browns fan. I couldn't be happier with it. He's got tiny little hands that have never worked in the NFL. And he might be worse than Chris. Look at it this way, though. If he corners somebody, some chick in the bathroom, those hands aren't doing damage. So No, she's going to arm wrestle him right out of the way. Yeah, so that's safe. It's a safe pick for Pittsburgh. He looks like a little little munchkin compared to any human, any normal-sized person. So little tiny hands. Kenny Pickett, not a very good quarterback. I love it. Uh, so that was pick number 22, Pittsburgh, the first and only quarterback taken in the first round. Next up at pick number 21, Kansas City Chiefs moved up from New England's initial pick. I had them taking Tyler Lindenbaum, and the Kansas City Chiefs took Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. Good pick for them. They need the secondary help. They, they, they're in, a, again, tough division. You got the AFC West. Their kind of big bugaboo for Kansas City last year was their defense. It wasn't very good, and they've now – been able to kind of bolster that secondary a little bit with Trent McDuffie. I think that's a really good pick. Washington's always known to kind of bring out really good defensive players. So that's a good pick for them. Uh, they didn't have to give much to trade up, but again, going into the draft, Kansas city, I think had 12 picks. I believe I mentioned this last week. They, there was no way they were drafting 12 rookies. They were going to trade up. So it, it was common sense. They were moving up to get him, and that they did. Next up at pick number 22, green Bay Packers stay on the clock. All the wide receivers are gone pretty much. So they're here's kind my, of forced. Here's my other correct pick right here. Quay Walker, Boom. linebacker out of Georgia. I'm up to four and a half right now. Nice. Uh, this pick was extremely questionable by most of the draft pundits there. Not a great pick. Uh, in, in terms of a linebacker, he was maybe the third or fourth Never best mind. I take one. my correct pick back, I guess. Fuck that then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I thought you really no, got it wrong. No, I, no, I got it right. But <laughs> yeah, no, it I was, feel bad now. <laughs> it was really questioned by a lot of people. They were like, of all the linebackers, you take maybe the third or fourth best one. But that's the same thing with the quarterback situation with Pittsburgh. They take Kenny Pickett, who on most people's list, he's the third or fourth quarterback. That had so, to be an emotional pick. I mean, this, yeah, like, they take guy, the hometown yeah, kid. It absolutely. worked really well when they did it with James Conner, who they just let walk away and go to Arizona anyway. So. Horrible pick by the Steelers. I love it. I'm going to be raving about that bad pick for a long time. Green Bay does not take a wide receiver, as I said, who they desperately need, but they go with a linebacker. And again, you can't reach on a player just because you need a position. So taking a linebacker, maybe that's just who they had on their board. No wide receiver worth taking. So that's what they did. Next up, Buffalo Bills trade up a few picks to take uh, Kair Elam, cornerback out of Florida. They moved up. This was where Hollywood Brown was traded from Arizona or from Baltimore to Arizona for the 23rd overall pick. And then that 23rd pick was traded from Baltimore to uh, Buffalo. So Buffalo could get Elam. So Marquise Brown traded Lamar Jackson, not happy uh, again. Another bad move, in my opinion, from an inner in division rival. I love it. Yeah. Baltimore I mean has officially pissed off Lamar Jackson, who is only on his last contract. He's on his fifth year option. Of course, they could tag him for two years if they really wanted to, but basically he's on the final year of his contract. As of right now, from what I've heard, no intentions of any long-term contract. There's no no talking. There's nothing happening. And you trade away his favorite wide receiver. It's going to make for some interesting in-season drama, especially the fact that he's trying to work that deal out by the end of the year, which yeah, isn't I mean, going to happen because he's going to be asking for a lot of money. 
to me, it's almost like Baltimore is willing to just tag him for a few years if they have to, and then they're moving on because they they understand they they don't want to pay him as much as we've paid Deshaun Watson. And I think they kind of maybe like um, the backup's name slips my mind, uh, Tyler Huntley. They possibly could like him. He came in. He was we very, all liked him. He's a, he's he came a good in. He was very serviceable. He won them a couple of games. He was he was in a lot of games for a guy thrown in unexpectedly. Not you know had no intentions of playing a game when you're he ran an offense Lamar Jackson. Well. Yeah. Hey, he did. You don't expect to play. It's like you're sitting behind a former MVP. Even though I don't agree with the MVP, but uh, it was a down year for other quarterbacks. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's a fraud. But uh, bad pick or a bad trade, I should say. Say getting rid of Marquise Brown in the back there. I don't know. I will give Baltimore credit though. I mean, how do you say no to that? If you get offered a first round pick for an underperforming potential, I'd call him a bust. Right. Marquise Brown was the number one, a first round pick for Baltimore. Hasn't lived up to that potential. Well, you get offered a first round. It came out after the trade too that he was on. He wanted a trade. Yeah. Like they kept it under wraps pretty well. I mean, for sure. I mean, I heard Lamar had no idea. Yeah. He no one knew anything about it until after the trade. That's the craziest part is that Lamar's the one who tweeted what the fuck after the trade. And I feel like if he was that close with Hollywood he Brown, would have known how he would have, unhappy he would have known. That's he was, why yeah. Aaron Rodgers didn't come out and bash Devontae Adams or say anything about the trade because the, yeah. they let Aaron Rodgers know Devontae Adams wants out. Yep. We have to get rid of him. And Aaron Rodgers is like, all right, let's go. Right. Next man up. What can you do? So Buffalo trades up two spots. They select Kair Elam. Uh, next up, that leaves us the Dallas Cowboys, America's second, formerly known as America's team. Now it's obviously the Cleveland Browns. And they select Tyler Smith. Offensive tackle out of Tulsa, who is good. Another versatile offensive lineman, definitely a need for them. Um, not a sexy pick. You know, offensive linemen never are, but it could be a good pick. You know, a guy that, especially in Dallas, they they know how to pick offensive linemen. Could be a guy that starts there for 10 years. Next up, you have the Baltimore Ravens finally use that first-round pick, and they take Tyler Lindenbaum. Tyler Lindenbaum, center out of Iowa. Really good player. I like him a lot. Um, some things I didn't know that that, again, could be fake could be from teams trying to hurt his value to try to maybe steal him in the later round or second round, whatever. But a lot came out that said they think he's a little undersized. They don't know if he's got the strength to, to play in the NFL long-term. So on paper, looks like a good pick. On the field, could be a different story. Sure. So we'll see what happens there with Tyler Linderbaum. I liked him coming out, goes to Baltimore, who does need help on the offensive line. They want to be one of the best rushing teams in football. And starting with the interior is always a good move. However, Running backs are all banged up, coming back from a lot of injuries. Going to be tough to, you know, as a running back, when you have knee injuries, foot injuries, et cetera, it's hard to get over those because your main job is to use that part of your body. That team went through the threshold of injuries last year. I mean, how many people got hurt? The injuries they had, oh, they were staying. It was crazy. I mean, double digits by like training camp. They had guys out for the season. It wasn't just like a soft (laughs) to the point that I think we all just thought they were cursed because of how many injuries they were taking on two very big players. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) Fuck them. The more the merrier on the, on the injured list. The Art Modell curse. It really is. It's coming back to bite them in the ass, even though they got a couple Super Bowls. So I guess who's laughing now. Next up you have, I agree with Chipper. He said Steelers should have drafted Linderbaum. I do agree with you on that one. That was a Kenny pick. It was a horrible pick, Chipper. I love it. Uh, I loved roasting you about it a little bit on on Facebook because it was a horrible pick. I think he sucks. He's got tiny hands, and he looks like a little Ken doll, a little, little, little baby hands. I love it. He eats a chicken nuggie with two hands. Next up, the New York Jets traded back in. They traded in to get Jermaine Johnson, who, again, I'm half-pointing myself because I had him as the Jets pick at number four because there was a lot of smoke. The Jets really liked him. Uh, one cool quick nugget. Of info, sitting at the draft, I did sit directly behind uh, Jermaine Johnson's family. 
So he had family in the, the row back in front of me. Again? Yeah, I was like <laughs> probably five rows from the actual like backpack. And then the people in front of us and then the people in front of them, they were all dressed in suits and they're all like getting their phones out every time someone's drafting. So finally, we just said, do you guys know somebody up there? And they're like, yeah, we're with Jermaine Johnson. We're his family and friends. <laughs> That's awesome. And we're like, no shit. So when the Jets, my buddy who's a Jets fan actually looked up at them in like the middle of the first and he said, I'm not going to lie. I wish I, I would, wouldn't have minded the Jets taking him. Like I know the Jets like him. And then a few picks later, they end up trading up, getting him. Everyone got to celebrate. They're all high five and film and everything. It was That's really awesome. cool. It was a cool moment to see the family celebrate somebody getting drafted. Um, just a shame he's going to the Jets because they fucking suck. And I'll give them, I'll give them the grade. Yeah, but your friends have to be pumped. Oh, they're excited this, this year. They are, but I kept telling them that no matter who they draft until they get a quarterback, they're fucked. And we'll, we'll break all that down. They're part of the, one of the teams I have a grade for that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Next up, Jacksonville Jaguars trade back into the first round to get Devin Lloyd, a linebacker out of Utah. They traded with Tampa Bay. Uh, Devin Lloyd, good linebacker. He's going to replace Miles Jack, who uh, Jacksonville let go. Get a little younger, get a little cheaper, new linebacker. Uh, decent pick. They're they're in such shambles. They need so much that this one linebacker is not going to do a whole lot. But does help their defense when you put them up there with Tray, uh, Traylon, well, uh, Trayvon Walker. Next up, Green Bay Packers stay pat. Maybe they take a wide receiver. Not so fast. They take Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, Georgia. A really good pick on Georgia. Obviously, the number one defense in football last year. So to get anybody from them, can't really go wrong with it. Um, the second Georgia defensive player they drafted, of course. Um, they'll – I'm sorry, what, what's that? Miles Jack wasn't down. I don't know what that means. The Jets are really good first round. Also, Miles Jack wasn't. I down. saw that. I just didn't know what that means. Wasn't down. Uh, didn't he go? Didn't he leave? They cut him and he went to Steelers, right? Pittsburgh? Right. So, I mean, was he trying to get signed by the Jets? Is that what he's trying to say? I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not sure. Follow up, Lee. Follow up. Yes, sir. Uh, next pick, we have the New England Patriots who got this pick from San Francisco via Miami and Kansas City. The pick right here. This pick went for, for to ever, anybody. Nobody wanted this pick. And I think that's why, because the New England Patriots drafted Dr. Strange. Movie comes out this week. They are promoting it. Uh, they actually took a guy, Cole Strange, offensive guard out of Chattanooga, who, spoiler alert, this is my worst pick of the draft. I'm, I have that down. This guy had a third, maybe fourth round grade from a lot of people. Wasn't expected to be even a top two round pick. And he went in the first round to the New England Patriots, who I know you want to give a lot of credit to Bill Belichick because of his success, but he does make a lot of really bad draft picks. I think it's safe to say. I think I read. I think I read something and said that the only reason why they think he was picked here is because he's a Belichick guy, high motor, right. high just energy, 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 and he fits the scheme that Belichick wants to run. Outside of that, I don't understand it. I do find it funny though the reaction across the board, and you saw the Rams live reaction. Sean right? McVay. I mean, that he was literally fucking was like, hilarious. What here? Like they were they were baffled that he got drafted. At, we looked at, at him 20, at one hundred and thirty nine. And, yeah. and then one guy's like, Chad new to Tennessee in the first round. What? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> would have taken this guy maybe, maybe late round two at best. And then Bill drafted him a whole round earlier. So it looks like they had about 20 Red Bulls or at least two lines of cocaine in their system yeah. at the time. But good for them. Good for them. Good pick. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens. But as of right now, everybody's kind of laughing at this pick. So it's funny to see everybody shitting on the Patriots. Never a bad thing. Uh, next up. Kansas City, the rich get richer. They sit pad at 30, and they take George Karloftis, defensive end out of Purdue. Good pick. Fills a huge need for them. This is a guy that I wish the Browns could have had an eye on. Would have been a great fit for us, obviously, if he could have made it to 44. I have to imagine he was on their list. Next up, Cincinnati Bengals select Dax Hill. 
defensive back out of Michigan, versatile player, can play safety, defensive uh, uh, cornerback, can play a little bit of everything. But for for Cincinnati, I could see him being more of a safety slash nickel. And they need it. They need the secondary help. It's not a bad pick at all. Next up, you have uh, I'm finally the last pick of the draft. I'm sorry. The Minnesota Vikings trade into the first. Well, they, this, they got this pick from Detroit and they use it to select Lewis Kine, safety out of Georgia. Another Georgia defensive player getting taken here first round. Minnesota Vikings do need the secondary help again. I had them taking Kyle Hamilton at 12. They trade back, still come away with the safety. I won't even half point myself there, but at least I was in the ballpark. I'm happy about that. So pretty good. I think we did a really good job on at least going over the players. A couple of guys that didn't go in the first round that I had. Obviously, the quarterbacks. I had Desmond Ritter go. I had Malik Wills. Willis. I had Matt Corral. I had Bernard Rainman, who slid like a motherfucker. Um, I had Andrew Booth, who went not too far after this. And everybody else, if I'm not mistaken, was taken. I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah, nailed the first round people at least. It was it was a great first first round. I mean, I think teams drafted pretty well. Outside of the Patriots, I think every team tried to fill that need they needed to. Not any crazy pickups. I don't think right. anybody really stretched too far in any picks. Um, it was it was I thought it was a good I thought it was a good first round for most teams. And if you look at the grades, a lot of teams gave themselves they got graded pretty well in the first round, outside of maybe three or four. Yeah. Um Interesting draft. I mean, it was very unsexy in terms of, again, I, I said this yeah, last it was week. boring. It was kind of boring watch. And just when you look at like the, the rookies coming up, there's not that sexy rookie. Like last year, there was Trevor Lawrence. There was um, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Right. There's these quarterbacks coming up. Uh, well, I mean, none of these quarterbacks are going to play this year. I mean, not. I'm sorry. Some of them will probably play this year, but they're not going to start the first week of the season. No, as of right now, there's maybe Desmond Ritter, who who was taken by Atlanta. Right. In like round three or four or whatever. Um, he's really the only guy that I could see actually getting some playing time right. this year. Yeah. Pick it if somebody, if, if injuries and happen. Matt Corral. Matt Corral could definitely play because Carolina has fucking nothing at quarterback. Right. And and Pickett could play if there's injuries that happen, but I don't, I think he's at right now, he's third string, right? I would have to think so. I mean, he's going to have to come and improve it. And I, again, I mean, their, their quarterback room just got worse. It, it didn't get any better. Right. And you think they would take, I don't, I don't like Kenny Pickett at all. And this isn't just me bashing the Steelers. I've been very open about my my disdain for Kenny Pickett. And based on Chipper's response, I think some Steeler fans kind of feel the same way. Of course, you're going to have your Homer fans that just love any pick. There's a lot of people that do that as a Browns fan. I used to do it myself. And that's where we're going to get into grades here in a minute. And there's a couple teams that I'm going to compare to the Browns a little bit. But first and foremost, uh, we talked about A.J. Brown and Hollywood Brown getting traded for number one picks. A.J. Brown makes a ton of sense. Great wide receiver. He is an up-and-comer. The one flaw with him that I don't like, because I have my friends that are Jets fans who had been wanting him for months now that they knew he was probably available. Um, the one thing I don't like about A.J. Brown is he gets hurt a lot. If you look at his history in the NFL, he, he doesn't play full seasons, misses a lot of games. So that's something to where am I going to pay $100-plus million, give up a first-round pick for a guy who hopefully I can get for a little more than half the season? It's a bold move by Philadelphia, but... When you have Devontae Smith, yeah, you've got these young wide receivers. You've got this young quarterback in Jalen Hurts. You've got a pretty good up-and-coming team. They made the playoffs last year when a lot of people didn't expect them to. you got to roll the dice. I think it's a decent pick for them. Yeah, it's, but at the same time, though, I mean, his, a decent trade for them, he's I up say. and down, though, like per game. He's not like a, a an average 10 to 15 catch game per receiver. I mean, he's a three here, four there, seven here, 10 there, and he's either he's – 
five for 60 yards or he's 12 for 130 yards. He's right. up and down. And I think a lot know? of that had to do with Tannehill because Tannehill's the sure. same way. As a quarterback, Tannehill's very up and down. But you went to Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, who I don't think is that great of a quarterback. So you're with another average quarterback. No, I think AJ is going to be on the side wide open, probably sometimes looking for that ball, Yeah, you know, cause he's not, the ball's not going to get there. You know, Jalen hurts sometimes hurts struggles a, to see the field. He's a three step quarterback and run if he has to type of quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, but he got paid. It's all that matters. Good right? value for the Eagles. They're a young team. They have a lot of money to spend. They've got a lot of guys that aren't going to be due for contracts for quite some time. So not a bad move. They did need a wide receiver uh, to get a veteran to come in instead of hoping and praying with a rookie. Good move for them. Just see how it works out. Now, next again, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, for those of you that know him that way, was traded from the Ravens to the Arizona Cardinals. And when I heard about this one, I was shocked. As I mentioned earlier, underperformed. And same thing. Do you look at his, who his quarterback is as why he's underperformed? Because Lamar Jackson is a backyard football style player scrambles around. You got to kind of, you don't really run an exact route. You have to run around and get open. Yeah. It's, and that's huge. Marquise Brown is a small, skinny, fast guy. He, he, he needs to run the route perfectly. He can't just scramble around and get open. He's not big enough for that. So maybe him going with his old college teammate in Kyler Murray is going to be huge for him in, in Arizona. Maybe they know each other. Maybe they just understand what he they, has to they do. definitely have a good camaraderie. I mean, they both were first round picks together. Obviously Kyler was the number one overall pick, but they, they know each other really well. The only thing though is Marquise Brown now goes in as the number one pure wide receiver because Deandre Hopkins got suspended. This Spoiler. is one of those trades where Maybe they did have this plan for a little bit. Well, they knew ahead of time. This because they knew DeAndre Hopkins was going to get suspended. There's no way that that was a, a random spur of the moment thing to them that shocked them. I think they knew well before the draft. They just asked the NFL to keep it under lock. And the NFL did. They waited till a couple of days after to announce it. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be suspended for six games for testing positive for an illegal substance. And, DeAndre Hopkins, and masking agent. Yeah. He is one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver in football. The dude catches everything. His catch radius is nuts. He's got speed. He's got the size, strength, everything you want in a wide receiver. I'm a huge fan of his. But when he went down last year for the, the Cardinals, they were fucked. Oh, yeah. They started off 7-0. and Then guys started getting hurt, DeAndre Hopkins being one of them. And that cost them their season. They went downhill so fast. And as you saw in the playoff game against the Rams, got embarrassed. Now DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six games of the year. I... <sighs> Arizona, I, I don't understand. Arizona is one of those teams where, like, you you want to believe they're good because they get the pieces in place, but I, I just Kyler Murray's not the answer. He's not no. the answer to move that team in the direction he needs to move, move, be moved into. And I, this, like you just mentioned, this is going to hurt them. They're going to start off so bad. They started mm -hmm. off so hot last year. Yeah, I mean, they I mean everybody like, thought what, they were a lot. Yeah, the six, six and seven and zero, something like that. They're going to come out probably what one and five this year because yeah. it's going to be it's going to be tough for them. You know, Kyler Murray's just a little too undersized. And he's not happy right now. Yeah. He's he's bitching and complaining. And that's if Kyler Murray's even contract. playing for them, right at this point. But his hands are full of size. Yeah, <laughs> Kyler Murray is like he's like five foot four, and he has bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. I don't know how that's possible, but that's really a thing. Kenny Pickett, I swear, has the smallest hands for any quarterback in NFL history if he starts. And the my buddy hands. That's insane. That Steelers took him twenty overall, and since we're here, let's talk about it. We'll we'll we'll. We'll do shocking picks, then grades. We'll go in that order just because we're talking about the topic. Kenny Pickett, for me, has to be the most shocking pick in the draft. Um, really? Even over Strange? Yeah, because when you have a guy like Bill Belichick drafting, it's kind of like he's going to take guys you've never heard of. 
and he kind of makes them work most of the time. Right. And if they are busts, you don't really hear about that either from Bill. Like a guy could be terrible. You may never hear from him again, but you don't even think about it because it's Bill Belichick. I mean, we joked about the Steelers taking a quarterback in the first round, but we joked about it. I was more worried they were going to take a guy like Willis, who I think could potentially be a decent quarterback. Kenny Pickett, I just don't really have any faith in. Again, uh, I'd have to double check on the break or whatever, but I think Kenny Pickett is, he's older. I think he was a five-year player in college. He's like 25 or something like that. Um, Not getting any younger, going to a team with a relatively young quarterback group already. Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky aren't very old. So he just was a shocking pick of all the quarterbacks to have. 23. 23. Okay. Even then though, that's kind of old going into the NFL. Most NFL guys, you figure you get out of college or high school at 18, play three years of college. You're, you're drafted at 21, 23, two years is a big deal in the NFL. I know it doesn't sound like a lot to go, well, 23 to 21, but two years is a huge deal. And again, Mitch Trubisky is probably like 25, maybe 26, 27. He's 27. Okay. Mason Rudolph is 25. Yeah. So you've got these they're all relatively within the same few years. It's not like you upgraded any specific position. And I don't think Kenny Pickett brings anything to the table that's that great. He is not very athletic. He has small hands. Oh, his, no, no, no. He can do a fake out with his Yeah, fake which is slide. 100% illegal, and they will now. call that in the NFL. <laughs> the NFL would have called it. College, college refs, they're not paying attention to fucking pit games anyway. Plus, his stats in college, if I'm not mistaken, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, Dave, I didn't draft anybody. The Browns did take Brandon Whedon. And honestly, his hands are twice the size of Kenny Pickett, so you guys probably should call Brandon Whedon and see if he's available. He could probably grip a football at least. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Pickett had one good season at Pitt. Yeah, that's another thing too. You have a guy who's been in, played college for five years. and It sounds like that guy that plays quarterback for the Jets. What's his name? Daniel Jones. <laughs> no, the Jets. Oh, Jets. Oh, Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Daniel Both Jones. Both of them are the same. same they way. both had good, Duke, one Daniel good season. Daniel Jones had one good season. One good season, and that's what they got drafted off of. But the reason for Zach Wilson is he had one good season and he's younger. He's more athletic. He's raw. You can kind of see that there's room to grow. There's not really a lot of room to grow for Kenny Pickett, especially his hands. Your hands don't grow any further as you get older. They are small. I love it. Uh, Dave, again, Dave's one of those guys. He's going to hype this pickup and act like he loves him. Pretty sure Dave said that Fran Mill Reyes was going to be the best player on the Guardians. I'm pretty positive. I'm looking at a Kenny Pickett jersey right now in front of us. No, that's just a trash can. The Kenny Pickett jersey will be in the trash can soon enough. It's not an actual jersey yet. I just I don't like the pick. I don't think any Steelers fan really likes the pick. They're going to say they do because it's the Steelers, but I think deep down, Chipper's the only one that's been honest. And well, back to the Chipper comment. He says Pickett's two, Mason's three. I'm sorry. No, I think Mason's two. Pickett's three right now at least. No. Uh, unfortunately, Chipper, I, Chipper is right. I won't say unfortunately, I guess, but Chipper is right. When you draft a guy 20 overall, that guy's your number two quarterback, if not number Oof. one. I mean, it's going to be a battle for him and Mitch. I just think Mitch Trubisky is going to win that pretty easily. And the only time you see Kenny Pickett is if Mitch Trubisky gets hurt. And I think that's a good thing for the Steelers. The, the less you see of Kenny Pickett this year, the better. You don't want that kid out there right away with those small little hands because the longer the season goes, the worse the weather gets, the harder it is to throw a ball it's in general. Hand, it's got a hand. Does he wear gloves? I, didn't, I don't know if he wears gloves or not. No, he, you watch It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yes. He wears the big hand extenders like, like Charlie's <laughs> uncle, the lawyer. He's always like, can I put my hands in the picture? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, Mason is going to be number three if, if he even makes the team. Um, you have young quarterbacks in Trubisky, a young quarterback in Pickett. Mason Rudolph could be on the way out, potentially, unless Practice they're going to run with three. Unless they run with three quarterbacks, and he will be on the team. But for me, that's my most questionable pick uh, for any team. Taking him over Willis, taking him over even Desmond Ritter. You have these guys who are more prototypical. Nowadays, Malik Willis is a more prototypical quarterback. He's 
quick. He can run um, decent arm, athletic, has the ability to grow. Kenny Pickett, again, I think you've seen the best of Kenny Pickett, and it wasn't that great. I don't understand. Again, like, I think I think it's an emotional pick for Pittsburgh. They picked him because he's literally right across the street, Yeah, and it, it just made sense for them. And I, I don't know. I don't see it working out for him, but we could be wrong. We could be wrong, and – and watch he'll come in and start being the most winningest quarterback in First Energy Stadium in about 10 years. I legit, like, see, Dave says we're Steeler haters. I, again, if you took Willis or you guys took Ritter, I'd have been a little more worried. I'd have been like, okay, this guy, I think, has potential. Could be good. Kenny Pickett doesn't, doesn't do anything. He doesn't put any fear in me. Uh, I think that's a really bad pick. I think you guys will probably end up taking a quarterback again within the next few years. You heard it here first. So outside of him, what was your other pick that made you kind of scratch your head a little bit at least, other than the strange pick? So, yeah, we had we had Cole Strange. Uh, another one was Bailey Zeppi from the Patriots again. They took the quarterback out of, uh, I don't remember the name of the school. It was like Western Kentucky or something like that. I don't, honestly don't remember. Uh, they took the quarterback. I think they, I believe they took him over like Sam Howell from North Carolina. Just a really weird pick. You have Mac Jones last year. I get it. You want to keep quarterbacks coming in. But really, Bailey Zeppi, that was your pick, Phil? Yeah. I'm, on top of taking Cole Strange, if you didn't take Cole Strange at 29, the Zeppi pick wouldn't be a head, head scratcher. But you took two guys where everyone went. Do you think the Mench is wow, kicking it's in for the really old man? early? You think it's got to be? I just <laughs> at this point, I don't think he knows what he's looking at. He's throwing darts at a board and just taking whoever it lands on. Tim Rommel wants the call in number if you want to throw it up there. I think Tim put it up, didn't you? I briefly showed it. I was going to see how to finish up. Oh, okay, picks. yeah, yeah. I thought you threw it up. One eight hundred small hand pickets. If you want to so call it. So my shocking far. picks that I had were. The two from the Patriots, as I just mentioned, Kenny Pickett, and then uh, San Francisco took Tyrion Davis-Price, running back out of LSU. They took him at number 93. Last year, they took Elijah Mitchell, and they took Trey Sermon. Obviously, they love to run the ball there with Kyle Shanahan. However, you drafted a kid who, again, this was a bit of a reach compared to the pundits because everyone that like mocks the draft and shit, they have this guy ranked at like 200 to 300, right? and they took him at 93. Yeah, so I agree with you. I had that one down too. The only other one I had different than what you've mentioned so far is how far Nicobe Dean fell. Like, yeah. I, I get that he's injured, and I get the injury he had was pretty substantial, but I cannot believe that nobody rolled the dice earlier in the draft to take him. So what I heard about him was – We do have a call here on the uh, Fitz trash okay. bin. Give me one second. Let me break down Dean, and then we'll pick right. up. I'm guessing it's Ramel. So hang on one second, Ramel. <laughs> but uh, so Nicobe Dean, what I heard was that he had a, a shoulder injury, right? and he opted to not have surgery. Right, so, so he, that made teams go, no, thank you. Like a red flag type. Yeah, deal. because that means he didn't let it heal properly. Like they didn't let it surgically get repaired. So he's hoping that it heals on its own, and he's hoping that it stays healed for for a but full he had to go NFL through a season. Physical at the uh, combine, right? He yeah. went through a physical, and he was fine. He threw the weights up and everything, right? Well, yeah, he could do that. It's just the injury internally. The doctors are like, this is something that's going to get worse sure. before it gets better. Okay. So that's why he got red flagged, and that's why he fell so I, much. I'm just, he was I'm, a, I guess I'm that surprised was a huge at drop. how far he fell, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, let's take the. Yeah, yeah, we'll pick up here for a mouth. Can you can you pick it? You pick Thank it? you for calling that Fitz Trash Bank Cleaning Service Hotline. What up, Goose Boy? What's up? What's up, Ramel? Hey, What's man. up, Ramel? How you doing? Like, I'm good, fellas. I'm good. And see, I, I, you're in Vegas, so I, you didn't get any trouble. So I'm back. I made What's it back in one piece. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ramel, half of fourth and fifteen, Saturdays, two to four. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was I was a little shocked by the picket pickup myself. Absolutely. But what I was, I, I just I'm gonna say they blew it. I just feel like I get where they were coming from. 
And what I mean by that is when you look at Pickett, he passed it, he passes the eye test. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, as a quarterback, you want a quarterback that's tall. You don't want a Kyler Murray or focal test. a Baker Mayfield, you know, sitting in the backfield. So Absolutely. that was the first part. The second part of this was, yes, he did have bad years, but you have to understand it's not all his fault as a quarterback in one of the worst teams in the entire ACC. I just, I, I just want everybody to understand that as much as we hate you know, I'm not going to say I hate the pick, but as much as I scratched my head at it a bit, I understood it. He gives you one good year, but he gives you what you're going to be missing in in Ben. Height, uh, strength. That's a strong arm. Yes, his hands aren't as big as they should be, but, you know. And I think that's going to be a huge are- problem. I mean, hand size in the NFL is – is huge. You look at a guy like Sam Darnold. He came in. Biggest knock on Darnold was his hand size. He's got smaller hands. What did he do in the NFL? Fumbled a shitload because those small hands can't hold onto the ball when you have these NFL defensive linemen breathing down your neck. And I worry about that for Pickett for you guys. Who, who did you want, Ramel? Who did you want? Yeah, who would you have taken if it was up to you? Honestly, I wouldn't have taken a quarterback in this draft. Right. Yeah. There was there was nobody there was nobody as 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 much as I would love to have been hopeful about it, let's look at reality. There was nobody worth really tanking this year. That's why I would have waited to last uh, next year's next year's class because you got Stroud, you got much uh, Tua's, little, Tua's little brothers coming out who's actually, in my opinion, a lot better than Tua. I but, think the issue for the Steelers, you know, though, is if they wait for next year, they're not going to concede a season. They're not going to tank a year, you know what I mean? And the Steelers just don't do that. They try to win. So for yeah, them, they're, they're not they're not going to tank, which is yeah. a good thing. But as we've all seen in pro football, these quarterbacks, these said players, they all could fall, which is a good thing. That's not always a bad thing. They could fall just because of a bad. I know. I remember uh, there was a player I knew. He had a bad showing at the East West Shrine game. Mm-hmm. He dropped three rounds, but he got picked up. You know, I mean, he got picked up by the Browns. Unfortunately, the Browns didn't keep him, and that was Christian Bryant. Oh and yeah, the Browns could have actually used him. Yeah, like absolutely. I said, it wasn't he? He didn't have a bad showing because he stunk. He had a bad showing because you know he's a smaller guy. So because he was a smaller guy, he didn't really get the look he deserved. But you know, I think you got Mitch. As if you're a Steelers fan, you got Mitch, you got Pickett, and they're both in reality, better than what you would have had with Rudolph. So don't don't think the picket pick is all the way, all the way bad. You, you could have went a lot worse. You could have been stuck with Rudolph, who's not the answer. Here's the thing. Outside of that picket pick, I mean, the, some of the players you guys did draft, I, I, I liked. I mean, some of the players you picked up, that uh, the wide receiver out of Georgia was a good pick for you guys. Yes and no. I mean, oh, you, take, yeah. you take George, I, I George take Pickens, but... I take him over draftees. The only problem with Pickens, though, is that he's known to be a bit of a – this was the stuff coming out, though, that he's a bit of a locker room issue guy and injury prone, and you're throwing him in with a wide receiver room that has Chase Claypool, that has Deontay Johnson, guys that have been known to have a little bit of issues. Your guys' social divas. media will be off the charts next year. And, I mean, the Steelers drafted hey. multiple wide receivers, so somebody's going, whether that's Deontay Johnson, who I think it will be, but there is somebody that's going to be getting traded, cut, whatever, or on their way out you know, within the next year or two. So it's addition by subtraction. You're gaining a guy this year 
but at what cost? Because you're going to have to dump a proven veteran. Also, what's with the Steelers yeah. drafting family members? That was just to make Hayward happy. That's all that was. He's not going to make the I don't team. Think, oh, he'll make the team. You know what? And that's the that's the thing I wanted to. I was talking about with uh, a friend of mine from Cleveland Sports Talk. It's not it, that's that's something you guys have, not you guys, but like people got to understand. Some of these siblings are going to make waves, especially with the Davises. Now you. Instead of just having one running back with uh, Najee, now you got two. And and lately, we all see Michigan State has been good at producing running backs. That's not something they were known for in the past. Yeah, but I mean, isn't he more looked at as a fullback slash tight end? He's not going to be a, an actual running back. He just might. In, in Pittsburgh's system, anybody I don't know. can pick. In this day and age of the NFL, you don't want to – it's Mike Allstott days are done. You don't have these big, slow running backs. You need a big, power, a powerful, fast one that can catch the ball. I don't remember Leonard Fournette having breakaway speed. Let's just throw that out there. I mean, he kind of did. He was a damn good running back until he started getting injured. I mean, he's a great running back, but I don't remember him breaking away for 99 yards and setting, you know. No, I mean, and Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb gets caught from behind, too, and Nick Chubb's pretty damn fast, actually. Exactly. It's so, just the NFL is mean, faster, stronger. So, again, Hayward's not a I, fast guy to begin with, so I don't know if they're going to plug does, him in. In third down and one, do you really need a fast back? No, but, I mean, if Kenny Pickett's handing the ball off, he's probably going to drop it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Right, Ravel, you know I, what? Oh, go ahead, man. I was going to say, we got to wrap up here. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, it, it was good seeing, you know, the draft. It, I like the way that the NFL is doing this, putting the draft in different areas that actually Absolutely, need for it. sure. Like, first with us in Cleveland and then coming back and doing it in Vegas. This is big. And this is one of the things, one of the few things I can say Roger Goodell got right. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love as a guy that goes to it every year, being able to travel and see all these different football cities is really, really fun. I love it a lot. All right, Ramel, we're going to go, man. I appreciate you calling. Yep. Thanks, man. See ya. All right. So back to the picks, surprising picks that I had. Uh, A couple more I wanted to read or talk about were uh, the New York Giants. They took Wandale Robinson, wide receiver out of Kentucky, with the 43rd overall pick. what surprised me about this pick is that last year they took Kadarius Tony. They still have um, Sterling Shepard. They have a pretty decent wide receiver room. Are they still trying to trade Tony right now? They tried, but they wanted too much. Nobody wanted to pay. So he's a giant for the foreseeable future, as far as I, I've seen. Um, I thought the Giants a, had a decent pick, decent draft. They did until that that pick was just a questionable yeah, one for me. It was a, a weird bit one. of a reach. I understand that at that point, a lot of wide receivers were off the board. So it was slim pickings if you right. really wanted one. But it's, again, it's one of these situations of how long are you really going to roll with Daniel Jones? In my opinion, I thought if you're going to take a chance on a player at 43, make it one of the available quarterbacks. Yeah, this draft just tells you they're they're sticking with them at least. Next they declined year. Daniel Jones's option for next year, so this is more than likely his final year in New York. You're kind of putting yourself in a corner. The only thing I can think of is that they're in full tank mode and they will be going after a CJ Stroud next year. Right. They want a top quarterback. That's the only thing I can think of with this pick, with the way they drafted, because you have to replace Daniel Jones. He sucks. They had so many picks. I felt like it was like a Giants, Jets, New Orleans, Saints first round. <laughs> yeah, in Philadelphia. I mean, you had a lot of teams with multiple first round picks. So crazy. Um, I thought overall, other than that pick, I thought the Giants, I, I thought both New York teams had a great draft. Yeah, on of, paper, they definitely did. So that, that'll that get us on who, who were your shocking picks? You had a few? So let's see here. Let me go back to my little little thing here. Sorry. 
By the way, I'll kind of look that up. I love the uh, the Pittsburgh guys loving every pick. Connor Hayward. I mean, guys, you really think Connor Hayward's going to mean shit in the in the NFL? Let's be honest. Well, the people think he's going he's going to uh, the Hall of Fame, obviously. Um, no, so I mean, we I already talked about my my shocking pick, my my like the fact of the Kobe Dean falling, but I didn't have any strange picks. I was just more focused on the first round, but sure. No, I mean, it's just I mean, shocking pick that I mean I was shocked at, but actually excited about was our own our own Browns. Yeah, when we took the kicker, we took we took him out of uh, Kate York round. LSU. I was shocked when I saw that come across, but I was actually, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, we we need a kicker. I mean, we'll we'll get to the Browns draft after the break, but I mean, yeah, we we traded out of pick number forty four in the second round. Uh, obviously, Andrew Barry, whoever he had on his board, didn't find any value at that pick, yeah. so we traded back. He acquired three more picks. I thought and, Andrew Barry just showed his genius with this draft. Yeah, we'll we'll break all that down. I don't want to dive into. Yeah, it I don't want to. We got to break it up, and I can yeah, I can so. go on a tangent, so I'm going to wait and we'll talk about it. But uh, I, yeah, I like what the Browns did, but we'll we'll break it all down. So with that being said, we're going to get into some grades. Uh, first and foremost, I'll go. I don't know how many you wrote down. I got six. Okay, so I have one, two, three, or five. So I'll go really quick here. I have the Lions. I gave them an A. I love what they're doing. They're doing exactly what I feel like the Giants are doing. They they got Jamison Williams. They took Aiden Hutchinson. They loaded up on the defensive line. Uh, they're planning to suck next year, kind of. Yeah. They want to be competitive. They're putting the bricks in place. But they have no future with Jared Goff. They have not addressed the quarterback position, which is a good move by them because now you try to get that great quarterback next year. And I think there's four that are potential coming out next year. Yeah, it's a good. really, really good draft class next year for quarterbacks as of right now. I mean, every year you can say that a year in advance. And, then, and, and, it, and the quarterback change. could decide to stay back. You could end up with to. Kenny Pickett being the only quarterback in the first round. And that just goes to show you how bad a quarterback so class is. You know, this really is going to be a running joke all year on the show. So it's okay. Naturally. I mean, hey, <laughs> I, as we saw, he, he could – he could palm a Nerf ball. He can palm a, a golf ball. Good for him. Dave, since NFL you're football, watching, Petite Hands Picket, what's the chances of us getting a T-shirt? Yeah, we Man. need those. Maybe a banner hung up in here. Still City Renegades. Are you in small hands? Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. So that's perfect. So that'll be that'll be the new motto for Sunday nights. And <laughs> that's going to get going until they caught him in two years. And then everybody's going to forget about him. And the Steelers fans are going to go, no, nah, we didn't like him anyway. Um <laughs> So, so who the else did you have? I so had the Lions, the Lions I gave them an a. a. I gave the Ravens an A too. Okay. I picked I, I picked just random six teams, but I gave the Ravens an A just because, like you said, they picked the big names, um, big big names out of the draft. Are yeah. they going to work out for them? Yes, maybe no. Um, but I think that they they swung and they hit home runs at least on paper. Yep. And if they all turn out to be good players, Jesus, their defense is solid. So this Ravens draft reminded me of years prior, <laughs> the Bengals. The Bengals used to draft this exact way. I get it. They went to the Super Bowl last year. Hope maybe it's a real thing or maybe it was a fluke. Well, only time will tell. But the Bengals, when they used to draft, it would be the biggest name player from the biggest name school. Right. They would always take big name, big school guys. The Ravens kind of did that here. The Ravens just took the, the bigger name player. Like, okay, Kyle Hamilton sliding. We're going to take him. Tyler Linda, Linderbaum sliding. We're going to take him. David Ajabo. We're going to take him. Yep. He's a guy that on paper, good pick. Coming back from a torn Achilles as a defensive lineman is tough. Yeah, I've seen a lot of guys do it, and they don't come back full strength. They, they're never the same because you need that burst off your foot as a defensive lineman. You may never have that again. But if it works out? If it works out, Jesus. it could be a really good pick. Yeah. Um, I thought David Ajabu was late first-round pick anyway, so for them getting him in the second round, everybody acted like there was this crazy steal. I mean, uh, an Achilles injury cost him like 20 spots, give or take, if that. I just feel like Michigan – Wasn't that and, huge of a drop? I feel like Michigan and Georgia's defensive players has had – Bullseyes on them. People yeah. are just focused on those 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 people for sure. Which rightfully so. That's usually what happens. I mean, and that was 
Ramel kind of made the point that I didn't get a chance to talk about. We can talk about that another time, but like I've seen really, really bad college quarterbacks or professional quarterbacks. I mean, have great college careers, right? So I don't agree with the whole Kenny Pickett was in a, he had a bad team. He was in a tough division like this and that or tough conference. For me, if you're a good quarterback in college, you should be good in the NFL and vice versa. So for Kenny Pickett, if he struggled in college, it's like my argument with Zach Wilson, one good year. Yeah. Zach Wilson came to the NFL and sucked in his first year. To me, that just shows you that he's just not a good quarterback. It has nothing to do with a system, a team, this and that. He just is who he is. And that's kind of how I feel about Kenny Pickett. And then Bo had a comment that said uh, the hate for Kenny Pickett didn't come until his hands were measured. For me, I didn't like Kenny Pickett. I said all along, way before the combine, that I did not like any quarterback in this class. Kenny Pickett would have made sense for Pittsburgh because just of the connection. But overall, I didn't like any QB coming out, and I've been very honest about that. Uh, so it's just funny that the guy with the smallest hands got drafted by the Steelers. He's going to suck. I didn't I hear about make- Kenny Pickett until this year because of the year that he had. And that's yeah. the only reason why he got his name thrown Because he there. wasn't very good. He was a guy that kind of came out of nowhere essentially. And I look forward to making fun of the Steelers for this pick for years to come. Can't wait. What are the great Jeff? The Kansas city chiefs, they get an a plus for me. So you have in the first round, they got a cornerback. They got uh, George Karloftis. They took Justin. Uh, I think it's Justin Ross is his name out of Clemson. If I'm not mistaken, the wide receiver who could have been a first round pick had some consistency issues, a little bit of off the field issues and stuff like that. They got him as a, uh, undrafted free agent on a team that needs right. wide receiver help. So you get potential first round talent as an undrafted free agent. That's huge. I just liked everything that they did. I think they filled a lot of holes. They got really good on the defensive side, which they needed because their defense was really bad last year. And as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, you're in good shape. So I really, really like what they did. Who do you have next? I'm going to go the opposite direction. I give the Seattle Seahawks a C, actually a C minus because I wasn't impressed with what they went with. Um, the only player that I liked that they picked up was, was Walker uh, in the third round, I believe, or no, I'm sorry, the first round. Um, no, second round. Um, the running back at yeah. Michigan State, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, I think he's a great running back. He's going to do good for them. But it's the only pick I liked. The rest of them were kind of I don't understand. Yeah. So I don't think they they really addressed a lot of the needs they had. I just don't like the picks they made. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Some teams did have a lot of questionable picks. Ramel, to your point, um, Baker, uh, he was good in college. wasn't good in the NFL. I said guys that are uh, good in the pros usually are good in college as well. Is what I said. So Baker didn't stink in in, in the pros. I mean, you're a Steelers fan, and, I mean, you saw him whoop that team's ass in the playoffs, make Ben cry on the bench. So, I mean, I, I would use the term stinks loosely for a guy that whooped my team's ass. And I won't say that no team wants him. Obviously, Baker Mayfield is going to be picked up immediately from an NFL team. It's just right now most teams have a starter, and you don't pay a backup $18 million. Carolina was about to trade for him, but they couldn't agree on money from the Browns. They didn't want to pay Baker the full $18.8 million. They wanted the Browns to take some of it. They couldn't agree on that. If Baker gets released, which I assume is going to be the next step for the Browns, unless there's some sort of crazy injuries, Baker will get signed probably within the hour. I I, I can't imagine Baker won't have a long line of teams coming after him. I think him. the only thing holding back is this is contract. It's the right money now. because right now nobody wants to commit $20 million to him. And I have a theory when we get to our talk mm-hmm. about the Browns. I have a theory. It's a conspiracy theory, actually. It's going okay. to group Baker with someone else in our team. I like it. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's my take on Baker in that, that situation. Next team I have. Kind of a no-brainer. I gave the Patriots enough. I think their draft sucked. Uh, I don't think they got any better. Uh, questionable pick with Dr. Strange in the first round. Bill Belichick kind of losing his touch. I don't like Mac Jones. He had a fluky half a season last year and then came right back down reality, got embarrassed by the Bills in the playoffs, really looked bad in the last month of the season. I think drafting a third or fourth round offensive guard in the first doesn't do him any favors, doesn't do the Patriots any favors. 
don't like their draft at all. Yeah, I'm, that was a question. But the other one, I'm going to stick with the lower end too. The Saints, I gave them a C minus. Mm-hmm. I, I only pick I liked was Olave. The, the rest of them were like I, it doesn't didn't make sense where they picked them or and all the trades they made to move around and up in the draft. I just don't think they got better that that than where they were going into this draft. I mean, I kind of disagree with you on that one personally. I like the Saints draft. I think they addressed. They're a good team. I mean, as you saw last year, if if, if they didn't have the injuries at quarterback, they were a, a legit playoff team. Right. I don't think James Winston is a great quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think that they were in good shape to. I, I just think that there was a better option at tackle when they picked yeah. up Penny, and I think there was a better I mean, option at really quarterback. There wasn't. They, there wasn't a lot of guys left then at that yeah, point. Yeah, but the dude who went to the Chargers wasn't drafted yet. I think he's a better. Uh, he was a guard. They do, they they need to tackle. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I stand corrected. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. It's it's decent. I mean, I think their big thing is they do need a quarterback. That's the biggest issue. I don't think Jameis Winston. Well, they gave Winston a two two year contract. Yeah, th- they're not sold on him for long term. Uh, now, obviously, today, if you if you didn't see it, it happened a little earlier, so I didn't have a chance to get on the show. But they signed the Honey Badger. Tyler oh yeah, Matthew. yeah, Matthew. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, they're a really good team that got a little bit better. I mean, they're the only team that shut out the the Buccaneers last year. They 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 are I think undefeated against Tom Brady on the Buccaneers last year. They went two and zero. Yeah. So good for them. They're doing something right. New head coach though, Sean Payton's gone. Going to be interesting to see how that team works out. But uh, I mean, I can understand being questionable about their draft. We'll see how it pans out. Uh, next up, I have the Jets. I gave them an A. On paper, it's an A. How it will affect the field, only time will tell. This to me is a little reminiscent of when the Browns had three first round picks in the twenty seventeen draft. Whatever year we took Miles. Do we Garrett. play the Jets this year? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. But this kind of reminds me of that, where you you have three first-round picks, and on paper you're going, fuck yeah, how we're going to be great. And even goes back to any year that the Browns had multiple first-round picks, because it happened a lot. <coughs> you draft a few guys. I remember 2007, we took Joe Thomas, Brady Quinn, Eric Wright. Eric Wright was a first-round projected player, had some off-the-field issues. We got him in the second round out of USC. I was ecstatic as a Browns fan. Right. Holy shit, what a great draft on paper. Brady Quinn sucked. Eric Wright sucked. Joe Thomas, obviously Hall of Famer. Calm down in the Brady Quinn hate. Okay? Didn't win us any games. I mean, I love Joe Thomas, but it didn't make the team overall. Like, we didn't win during that span. So, to me, the Jets kind of are in that market. They're a really bad team. They had a lot of high draft picks. If they pan out, great. If they don't, so reminiscent of the Browns. I was so happy when the Browns drafted Brady Quinn. Oh, I was, too. I mean, we needed a quarterback in the worst way. We played the Jets. Game ten. Well, obviously, I don't know what we yeah, could be. Yeah, so we do play them this year. Okay, I couldn't remember, okay. which I, is good. I, I look forward to that. The last one I had was the Steelers. You gave them an F. I gave them a D. Um, only reason because I did like two of the picks they made. I did like George Pickens, and I did like the DeMarvin Leo pick they picked too. Okay. Um, other than that, the rest of them I, I could do without. But no, those are the two picks I like. So I gave him a D. Gave him benefit of the doubt. Um, uh, but that's it. Yeah, I mean the Kenny Pickett pick was also really um, questionable. And the then, George Pickens pick, you mean? Well, Kenny Pickett yeah, and yeah, George Pickens. Yeah, right. George Pickens, I mean, that one makes sense because they're they're getting rid of Deontay Johnson, so you right. want to get a, a different guy in there. The only problem is, though, it's it's proven to me that Mike Tomlin has has trouble with the locker room over the last few years. He's got a lot of guys that kind of aren't afraid to act out. You had Juju, you had Chase Claypool making fuck talking about you need more music at practice, doing shit like that. Seems like his wide receivers are a little diva ish. You had Antonio Brown who was there with Mike Tomlin. Le'Veon Bell, same thing. I know he's not a wide receiver, but you have these guys that like they turn into head cases in Pittsburgh for it, whatever reason. It is funny when I went to watch highlights of George Pickens. They had great highlights for him, but one of the highlights is when he got into that fight. Yeah, with the I think the Wake Forest guy, I and mean, he took him by the helmet and threw yep. him to the wall. So he's definitely got some some questionable uh, off the field and on the field. I guess you could even say issues. So I don't know. I the Steelers usually draft pretty well. 
So you like to think that they're going to do good uh, or do well with, with their picks. But for me, on paper, initially, as a Browns fan, I am not threatened by the Steelers draft at all. And I look forward to them being in the basement for the foreseeable future. Next up, we're going to move really quickly to the NBA playoffs. We're done with the draft talk. Uh, Kyle and I, we have our bet continuing. Here. We did text each other before the show, you know, days ago to go over our picks to make sure we keep up with our our, our bet that we have. Uh, you have the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks playing up there. I took the Phoenix Suns. Kyle did as well. The Underneath that, you have Golden State against Memphis, who I told Kyle before the show. I have it all printed here. It has the date, everything. You can see it. I did initially pick Golden State, but I let my... You just can't let it go, can you? I let my heart get the best of me. So technically... <laughs> I have, I'm missing a point Slow because I did pick Let Denver. It go, man. It's okay. But I am 100%. I just want that on record. <laughs> but uh, you have Golden State against Memphis. That series is tied up at one-to-one. I picked Golden State. Kyle's picking Memphis. Yep. And then in the upper right corner there, you see, well, depending on how you're looking. Yeah, it's upper right. Upper right corner looking at us. Yep. Yes. You have Miami Heat against the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> and initially, you'd probably go with the Sixers. But with the injury to Joel Embiid, you got to go with Miami. And they won again tonight, didn't they? Uh, they were up last time I checked. I haven't looked, actually, but I assume that they did. So you have them possibly being up two games to none right now. Heading into Philadelphia, Joel Embiid possibly coming back. Yeah, will be wearing 19 to 103. The, the mask on his face because of the injury. So will we get the same Joel Embiid that we're all accustomed to? Probably not. I think they're done for. I took Miami. I think Kyle did yep. as well. well yeah, we're, the rest of these picks are, we're agreeing on, except the Memphis and uh, Warriors. And then this next series is tied one to one, but you do have the Bucks and the Boston Celtics tied one to one. I took the Bucks. As did Kyle. What a flip flop of a game, though, man. The Celtics came out game two and just said, "Fuck it." They really did. I mean, <laughs> it was a uh, quite a quite a showing. The I mean, Milwaukee never stood a chance. That game was like twenty points. They just for most came of the out game. could not fucking miss. Yeah. And, I mean, Boston is the top defensive team in basketball. If they can put it all together, they're a really good team. It's just, are you really going to be able to shut Giannis down to, like, five points and a half again? Yeah. It's easier said than done. So, we'll see what happens in the next game. I look forward to that series. It's a nice slobber knocker, so the as one old Jim the Ross one, would say. The one we're hanging on to is the Warriors and the Grizzlies right now because that could be a deciding factor in the lovely yeah, I mean, bet that we have right now. John Morant had to go out there and play his ass off and get them that win last night. It wasn't easy. The, the Warriors look like the Warriors of old, where Steph Curry doesn't miss. Uh, Draymond's all over the place. And Clay Thompson, obviously, Clay Thompson's kind of a shell of his former self after all the injuries he's had. Did you see his tweet after the game? Who's that, Clay? Yeah, he said, no. like, I think it was the interview. He's like, fuck those free throws. And then Shaq responded and said, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he missed those big, big free throws at the end of the game. Yeah, that was a really good game last night. I stayed up for the whole thing, and my wife was bitching at me. She's like, you need to go to bed. I said, playoffs, dude. What do you want from me? I'm on Vegas time, babe. I can't sleep. I really want. I, I barely slept all weekend. I was up till five in the morning Vegas time most nights, which is eight a.m. here. Like I was, it was nuts. You don't even, you have no idea what time it is. I think I got a text from you one day, like three o'clock in my time morning, and the years times for me, it's like eleven, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we are going to go to a quick break here. We're going to come back. We're going to break down the Browns draft. We are going to go over all their picks, give us our give give our grades on them, and then wrap everything up. So we'll be back really quickly. We're not going to take a long one here because we're running late. We will talk to you in a little bit. See you. Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area for the past five years. For more information on how Lisa and the team at Growing Wings can assist your family, you can contact Lisa at 234-334-7547 today. 
Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. They have two convenient locations on the east side. You can call 216-531-7373 or on the west side, call 216-398-7373. Mention Red Line Radio and receive 10% off your purchase. It's the official home and auto parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. If you need any custom T-shirts, banners, stickers, anything like that made, then you reach out to Incredible Keepsakes. As Diane always says, cherished moments are made to last forever. You can reach Incredible Keepsakes at 440-242-9648 or check out their website at IncredibleKeepsakes.com. And don't forget to mention that Redline Radio sent you. For all of our programming information, you can check us out on all social media platforms. You can listen to all of our great programming and live 24-hour music on the Redline Radio LLC app. You can find it on the Google Play Store, but you can also check us out at RedlineRadioLLC.com where we are always live. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with some ad reads. Everybody's favorite part of the show, obviously. You know where we're at? We're in a beautiful studio. Berea, Ohio. The Growing Wings Adult Services Studio Number 2. Brought to you because of Lisa. Couldn't do it without her. Growing Wings Adult Services has five years of experience of taking care of adults with disabilities. Give Lisa a call. 234-334-7547. Without her, we wouldn't be here right now with the state-of-the-art studio. We love it here, and we can't thank her enough. And without her, and without Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement, we would not be seeing this beautiful studio how it is right now. Will came in and made this thing look great. I mean, you walk in, you look, you feel like you're a professional studio. Um, he does bathrooms, he does kitchens, windows, doors, siding, and much more. Give Will a call today at 440-731-7654. Uh, he'll come in and give you a quote. He'll take care of you. He'll treat you right. Uh, tell him that Redline Radio sent you. Um, he'll probably give you a high five. Now, I talked about him for weeks. I was going to Vegas. My intention was to get to all these great spots that David told me about. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to the Rusty Spur Saloon. You can thank Vegas and the city for that because it ate you alive. They literally shut everything down. The streets were shut down. There was no cars. If you wanted a cab somewhere, you had to go back roads, get picked up in the back of the hotel. It was a whole thing. I didn't couldn't deal with it. It was a little too much for me. There was I had a lot to do. I, obviously, I was with a bunch of family and friends. I'm trying to go to the draft. I'm trying to hang out, making sure we're eating, drinking, having some fun. And then I had to try to find a back roads Uber. Wasn't able to make it to the Rusty Spur Saloon, but I loved Vegas a lot. I plan on going back one day. And next time I'm there, I'm definitely going to the Rusty Spur because the city won't be shut down. It'll be a lot easier to access. I can't wait to go. The Rusty Spur Saloon is located in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's been voted one of the biggest hole-in-the-wall bars for the last two years, which is, of course, what I love. I love a cold beer and a nice hole-in-the-wall. Would have been cool to go there. Would have been awesome to tell them, hey, Dave sent me. I'm sure they would have loved it. Unfortunately, going to have to do that next time. But if you're going to Vegas and you aren't blocked, the streets aren't blocked for you, make sure you check out the Rusty Spur. I'll be there in November. I'm going to have to try to check them out when I get there, if I can make it out there. Yeah, dive bar means cheap, and that's something I did not find in Las Vegas. So if you can get there and it's cheap, live there. So like a cheap beer there is probably like $6 instead of like That's 12? a bargain okay. for for. Vegas. So we joked earlier about the petite picket shirts that we want to make, right? We want to wear them. We want to represent petite them. Petite hand picket. This incredible keepsakes 
we can, can probably make that happen for us. If we if we put the design together and send them over over to, to Diane, she'd probably put that shirt together. I'll I know send Redline an email right after the show. I know Redline Graphics can do it too, but I know Incredible Keepsakes make some amazing shirts. I've seen all the guys wearing the Redline polos, t-shirts, hats, everything. Um, if you have something you want them to design or put together for you, give Diane a call, 440-242-9648, or go to their website at www.incrediblekeepsakes.com. Now, if you are a Steelers fan, you are a petite hand picket fan, you're going to want his rookie card. Mind you, it's going to save Panini a lot of money on ink because they don't have to print a lot of first hands because they're tiny, so it's good for the company. Uh, but if you do want rookie cards, if you're looking for anything new coming out, you're definitely going to want to go want to go to one of one sports cards memorabilia in Strongsville, Ohio. They're going to have everything you want in a couple of months, hopefully, because I'm a card collector. You're going to have all the new cards coming out from Panini with all the rookies. Best place to go for that is one of one sports cards and, and memorabilia in Strongsville. They're located at 13221 Prospect Road. Give them a call, 440-638-4044. Go on in, say, JG sent me, and I want some fucking rookie cards. And they're going to do what they can to help you up, hook you up. So go there, do that. They're ready to take care of you. Do you think the card that Pickett has is going to be the tiny cards they release sometimes? You know how they do like the joke cards? With the All base? I know is that when he signs an autograph, they're going to have to give him one of those giant novelty pens because that's the only one he, he can use his both hands to use it because – I mean, you see the size of this pen. Kenny Pickett can't hold that. So we, we all agree that the team he went to is going to be in a dump last year. And you know what gets dumped at the dump is trash. You know what trash goes into first before it goes to the dump? It's trash cans. Oh. What? What's that? Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Um, but if you have enough trash bags and trash going into a, a, a can that you need cleaned out, trust me, guys. Give Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning a call. They will come out. They will take those disgusting trash cans. They'll clean them out. They'll, they'll blow them out, all that trash and gunk that's in there. Make them pristine. Make them brand new again. Um, give Fats bin, Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning a call at 440-752-1533. And if you mention Redline Radio, uh, they'll give you 10% off your first service. Trust me, it's worth it. You know what's not trash? What's that? Redline Radio. Absolutely. Redline Radio not only is the home of Talking About Balls and – Many other great shows, but they have some great ones. I mean, you have Kenny Pickett, his fan club, a.k.a. the Steel City Renegades. They will be going live Sunday nights once training camp kicks off. I hear off. they're making a comeback. Yeah, they're coming soon. They're ready. They're, they're gearing up. They are, they're buying all their Kenny Pickett jerseys. They're getting all their info ready to talk about how Connor Hayward's going to be the next Mike Allstott. They're fired up to, to pretend that the Steelers are going to be good. I can't wait to be a part of it because I know they want us on the show. We're going to have them on our show. It's going to be great. You're not going to want to miss it. Tuesdays, though, of course, you have Tim Buck Tuesday. Can't miss that. What, what? Every Tuesday night, check it out. Can't miss it. Tuesday also now features a brand new show, Crossing the Mic, 8 to 10. I checked them out yesterday. Pretty good show. I did too, yeah. A lot, of, lot of talking about just you know movies and, and, and comic book stuff and just a random smorgasbord of stuff. It was really good. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was very reminiscent to me of, <clears throat> of Money's Crazy Mind, which is a show you can get on Monday or Friday nights, I'm sorry, from the Growing Wings Adult Service Studio, 8 to 10 on Fridays. Don't, don't forget about Lee also doing Money's Crazy Soundtrack. That's four to six on Wednesdays also. Sugar and Spice on uh, Wednesdays. So many shows. The Lex Vegas show on Thursdays. You've got uh, It's Funny Out Here with, uh, I forgot their names. I'm sorry. You know Kevin Kwan. Kevin Kwan. That's it. I didn't have it written down. My apologies. You have them on Sundays. You've got 4th and 15 on Saturdays. The list is endless. I could literally spend the rest of the show going over this list of all the shows that Redline has. Always great content. Any time of day. Any day of the week. You can check it out. Highly recommended. Do it. All right. And with that, we are right back. We're not taking that double break because we are ready to break down the Browns draft. And let's get right into it. So, of course, going into the draft, the Browns had the 44th overall pick. They traded back. They didn't like anybody. Andrew Barry said, fuck it. We're moving. 
We're getting out of the second round. We're going to the third. I feel like I saw that coming too. I did too. There were a lot of rumblings that don't be surprised that the Browns trade back to acquire more picks. And that's exactly what they did. One thing I loved about what Andrew Barry did is he traded back not only for this year to acquire picks, he traded back also to get picks for next year, which next year's draft is, you know, you can say this every year. Obviously, it all has to shake out, but a lot of people think the 2023 draft is going to be extremely loaded. Andrew Barry got extra draft picks in next year's draft, which is huge. He traded with his friend in Minnesota. He, he made some really good moves. Got us a lot of picks for this year, as you can see on the board there. Got us some good players that are going to come in, and they may not be first or second round picks. So maybe a Browns fan sitting at home that doesn't follow college football sees that and goes, who the fuck is this bomb? What do I care? But these are guys that are potential starters that I think are going to make a huge impact on the team immediately. So let's get right down to it. The first pick they made was third round, pick number 68, Martin Emerson, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Initially, a little questionable. Yeah. I won't I've, lie to you. I've looked them up and read them. And, you know, thanks to you, I'm now part of the athletic. I, I went, great, to, I went digging. Place. I went digging on the beast and I started looking through some of the player reads and what yep. he had for him. Um, I was questioning it too because he had him as a fifth round grade. Yeah. Um, so I was like, what are we doing here? But then you start watching and you start reading up on him and watching some highlights. I think he could be pretty good. But at the same time, initially, I was like, we have a lot of cornerbacks now. Yeah. And then we all know what took place afterwards. But so, yeah, so you draft Emerson. And then, yeah, and initially people were asking me, what the hell are the Browns thinking? How many cornerbacks can you have? And I, I told everybody that I that asked, I said, my opinion is you have. Greedy Williams, who's on the last year of his contract. He was right. a second-round pick four years ago. You only get four years as a, as a non-first-round pick. Browns aren't going to keep him unless he signs an extremely cheap deal. Doubt they even make him an offer, if I'm being honest. He's injury-prone. He's very good when healthy, but him being healthy is very hard to do. So right. I think Greedy Williams could be a guy that's no longer on the Browns moving forward next year. Could even be a cut this year, if I'm being honest. You never know. And then I told everybody else that Troy Hill would be the same thing. I said, Troy Hill's probably going to be a guy that gets cut either this year or next year. And within an hour, the Browns traded him to, to the, the Rams. Back to the Rams. So they immediately made a, a spot for Emerson to come in and play. And again, see, the funny thing is I had some fans, some Steeler fans that were trying to bash it. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing drafting a corner? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Browns are stupid. You've already got two really good lockdown corners in Greg Newsom, And you just locked down Denzel Ward. So you're drafting your slot corner, which is a very important role in a passing NFL, which is what the NFL is. It's a passing offense or a passing league. You can't have too many healthy corners. We now have a fourth, potentially moving up to the third, depending on how him and Greedy pan out. I think the Browns really like A.J. Brown, the undrafted free agent from Oklahoma State a few years ago. If I'm not mistaken, it was Oklahoma State. I could be wrong. Um, but the Browns really like their cornerback room. That's why they got rid of Troy Hill. You drafted David Emerson, and you go from there. But again, you're not drafting a guy to come in and start and be an impact player immediately. Emerson is a guy that's going to come in and, and be a slot. He's going to play a few downs a, a series. He's not going to play consistently unless there's injuries. So it's a good value pick. I mean, it's, he's a, not, it's nice depth. He's not Swiss cheese, though. I mean, if you look at some no. of his stats, and he's he's a decently good lockdown corner. I mean, the one thing people try to 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 brag or not brag, but to try to bash him on is he doesn't have interceptions. I think he has one career interception. Right, but he's a lot of pass breakups but, though. Yeah, his pass breakups and interceptions aren't always a testament to a good cornerback because it's just a bad quarterback. It, it's just guys that you might be good enough to where quarterbacks don't throw it your direction. Right. So your numbers aren't going to be there. You're not going to have breakups. You're not going to have pass deflections. You're not going to have interceptions, anything, because they're not throwing it in your direction, yeah. which is what Kevin Stefanski said immediately after when he was interviewed about him. He said, you might want to, you know, if you look at his stats, it may not pop out at the screen, but when you watch him on tape, we look at when quarterbacks don't throw it his direction. 
Right. And I think that's a really good good way to put it. I mean, he's a little skinnier than yeah. you probably want somebody. So he'll bulk up in you know training camp and sure. stuff. But you know, but again, I I'm okay with the pick. You now have Denzel Ward locked up to a what a five year contract. Yeah. You have Greg Newsom the third going into year two of a rookie contract, which is five years. And now you have Martin Emerson coming in as your he gets a four year contract as your number three, maybe four corner. If all are healthy, that's a pretty that's, good. That's a good start. Good coverage. Not bad at all. You want a good secondary in this NFL, and I love the pick. Uh, next up. At number 78, also in the third round, they drafted Alex Wright, defensive end out of the University of, um, what is it? It's UAB. What the fuck does that stand for? I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm, University of, I have no fucking idea. I can't remember. I'll look it up while we do that, though. But uh, he's going to come in immediately. Obviously, uh, defensive end is a huge need for this team. You have Jadavian Clowney who's just sitting there, and you don't know what's going on with that. You assume he's coming back? Alabama at bringing him. Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham, that's right. That's sorry. right. I couldn't remember. I knew it was Alabama something. I don't know why Birmingham slipped my mind, but yeah. The University. Blazers. Yes. With a pretty cool, badass logo. And they got a little dragon there. It's like Game of Thrones shit. I like it. Um, but Alex Wright's, he, he's sorry. very athletic. He's raw. He could pay, couldn't play multiple positions. Um, there's a lot of talk that he could slide over to defensive tackle if needed, but I think he will play mostly defensive end. Uh, a guy that, again, very, very raw, needs a lot of work. That's why I think. Clowney will still get signed by the Browns because you don't want Alex Wright playing a lot. Yeah, what's going on with those with him? I mean, I just thought they would have him signed by now. Um, I think it's more so they're waiting. There's some like weird shit that happens in the NFL with like obviously he's if he stays with Cleveland, it's fine, but it just passed where guys no longer account for compensatory picks, picks yeah, and the, shit. Yeah. There's also weird things he might just be waiting for like certain bonuses, doesn't want to come to some training camp shit. You never know. Right. Uh there's plenty of veterans out there. I mean, look at the Honey Badger didn't get signed till today. Hell of a player switching teams, but it took him a little while to get signed. Jarvis Landry's still out there. Not, not for the Browns. I'm over that. The ship has sailed, but he's still available for teams. So it's very possible that Clowney could just be waiting for God knows what reason. I like the Alex Wright pick. He's high energy. Um, 100%. That's young. We need that. We need that hungry, hungry thing on the defense, young and hungry in the defense is what we need. So I like the pick. That's what Andrew Berry does. When you use these kinds of picks, you realize in the third round, you're hoping to get a future starter, but you're also not drafting one, expecting him to be an immediate starter. So you're looking for an athlete. You're looking, you're looking for a guy that's going to learn, that's going to progressively get better, going to get stronger, learn the game, et cetera. These guys are all project picks, and I think that's a good piece to have. Yeah, absolutely. Good value at this pick. And last but not least in the third round, the Browns took David Bell, pick number 99, wide receiver out of Purdue. David pick. Bell was the Big Ten wide receiver of the year. And that's in a in – a, in a, Big Ten. The Big Ten obviously has Garrett Wilson. It's got Chris Olave. It's got Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's got some really good wide receivers. Not on the Ohio State team. <laughs> yeah, not all on Ohio State. And David Bell wins Big Ten Wide Receiver of the Year. Now, I texted Greg right away. I said, tell me oh, more. Greg was fired up. Tell me more him about him. And he just went on and told me the details. So the, I'm pumped. The best comparison I can give for people that that I think is pretty accurate is he's, he's not fast. He ran one of the slowest 40s for wide receivers at the combine. Yeah. But he wasn't drafted by the Browns to be a burner. He's got really good hands. Possession. He's a possession wide receiver. My comparison is Joe Jervicious. So he got Joe, big hands. His hands are like three times the size of Kenny Pickett's. <laughs> this is a hand joke uh, segment we're doing here all night. So um, just none about Deshaun Watson. No, his percentage though of going up for balls and coming down with balls is one of the highest in I think college yeah, he's, football. He he catches he's a lot. He's got great balls. hands. Yeah, and that's what you look for. This is the kind of guy that on third and four. When you need somebody just going to run a quick little route and make a sure-handed catch for first down, 
you're looking for David Bell. So you're saying he's not going to do the Olay thing? No, okay, he's going to. He's, he's a big guy. He's going to make the catch. He's not going to. He's not. He, he catches everything. He's got really fucking great hands, and I think that's something that the Browns need. Uh, Mike, what, what's what's the hand of the face? Is it the picket talk? You don't like David Bell? <laughs> he doesn't Elaborate like the, he like the picket talk. Oh, okay. We'll get used to it because it's not stopping. Well, they shouldn't have picked him. Yeah, exactly. Tell Pittsburgh. I'll have that first uh, shirt for you there, Mike. Don't worry about it. Petite hands pick it. Mike can wear that at bowling next time you guys go up there. Is that over? <laughs> it's over. Now we're at golf season. So. Okay, he can wear it golfing too. Yeah, golf polo. We'll, we'll get him a, a petite picket tank top. He can wear it in the sun. <laughs> uh, but I like the pick. I mean, David Bell again, sure-handed wide receiver. That's what you're looking for in a, in a obviously most Browns fans wanted a wide receiver. Number two, number three receiver on our team. Number two receiver on our team. As it sits right now, uh, I, know we're, I don't think we're done bringing receivers in, but I think he would probably be your number three because you're looking at your, you're assuming we don't bring anybody else in. You're going to Mari Cooper one, you're going Donovan Peoples Jones two. Bell's going to be the slot. He'll be your slot. Uh, honestly, Peoples Jones might be the slot. Bell might line up on the outside, but he'll technically, I would say, be your third wide receiver. He's not going to be a down the field threat. He's probably not going to get a ton of catches unless they are just quick little dump routes, which is what he's going to do. But those not, can produce those can produce 15, 20 yards. Easily. He's going to get open. He's going to make the catch, but he's not going to burn past people. So yeah. it really just depends on the type of offense that we run. Um, never <laughs> a bad thing to have. I think Anthony Schwartz. Is, yeah, Anthony Schwartz is definitely going to be there. But as of right now, until I see Anthony Schwartz progress a little bit more, his route running isn't there. He's, he's very raw. needs a lot of work. Speed threat for sure. He's a potential guy that once he figures it out, could be dangerous, but he's really got to figure it out. And that's that's a big ask. How long did it take Tyreek Hill to figure it out when he came into the league? I mean, relatively quickly, but again, he's got next level, like Olympic speed and Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback doesn't hurt either. That's a valid point. And having Deshaun Watson should make Anthony Schwartz much better too. That's what I'm banking on. <clears throat> and obviously the Browns are banking on these guys being really good too, because every Browns fan for the most part has been bitching about wide receiver and they haven't really addressed it till the draft where they got two rookies, not enough to really excite you too much. So and Andrew Barry must be pretty happy with these guys and must know something that we don't, which as he should. Next up, fourth round, we have Perry and Winfrey, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Probably the most exciting pick for most people, if I had to guess. Steal the draft, in my opinion, at least for us. He's a guy that I, I have friends that I go to the draft with every year, and my Jets fan friends were, in the, in the third round, were saying, I want Perry and Winfrey. He said his name for the entire round, didn't get him. Fourth round, Browns got him. He looked at me and was like, fuck, you got my guy. So a lot of people like this guy. Dude's he slid for whatever beast. reason. Uh, he He's very bad against the run. I'm going to establish that right now. That's what I have. Sometimes we'll miss tackles. Yeah, he is not good against the run, but he's not here to stop the run. This is the NFL. It's a passing offense. He is here to get to the quarterback. I think lined up next to Miles Garrett or hopefully Jadavian Clowney or hell, even Alex Wright. He'll be able to do that. Yeah. I like the pick. Uh, he loves horror uh, movies and shit like that. He had like scream imprinted knee pads his, and shit. His, or his thigh shit. pads, I mean. Yeah. Really cool. Seems like a fun guy. High energy. <clears throat> Uh, coaches have said, like, you think this is all for show. This is who he is 24-7. All this energy that he brings, this this charisma. His interview, his his introduction of it is, like, yeah. interview he had was had me fucking pumped. Oh, he was excited. He's barking. He's a, he's like, once a dog, always a dog coming. You know, he just he loves it. And we were good getting to the quarterback last year. Adding this guy in the middle, it makes it makes us a little Because, dangerous. as I said last week, defensive tackle, for me, was the team's biggest need. Yeah. And if we didn't get uh, uh, Deshaun yeah. Watson, I wanted uh, – Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. I, I know defensive tackle is a huge need for this team. Got him in the fourth round. You hope for the best. You hope it pans out. But right now, on I think paper, this was a fourth or good. fifth ranked defensive tackle in the draft, and we got yeah. him in the fourth round. Yeah, it's just not a it's not a sexy position. Defensive tackles are usually not taken too high unless they're you know an Aaron Donald type of guy or in Dominican Sue. 
or Jordan Davis even. So defensive tackles don't get taken usually that high, so they slide. <clears throat> Brown's got a good one, I hope. I'm looking forward to see him progress. Next up, we have Cole York, the kicker. Or is it Cade? Cade York. Cade York. Sorry, I wrote that wrong. Cade York, my bad. Uh, I knew it was wrong when I read it. That's why I'm like, that doesn't sound <laughs> right. Cade York, kicker out of LSU. Um, it's a kicker. You have all these extra picks from the trades that we made. Fucking kicker. It's a position that the Browns need. Uh, I saw one guy who writes for CBS who put, <clears throat> weird pick here. Kicker's not a position of need for the Browns. I mean, what the fuck does this guy watch? How does this guy get paid? To I don't think he watched any Browns teams because if we had a kicker last year, that's at least three other wins for us. Yeah, if he had any idea about the, what the actual Browns were, then that was their biggest thing. Did you go back um, and watch a fog game for him last year? The highlight? Oh, I saw it. I yeah, remember the yeah, kick. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he, he, he is, he's a dominant kicker. He's got a huge leg. Should be great in, in this kind of weather. He's a little he's, questionable around the 40 to 49 yard range. Yeah. Percent. That's his lowest percentage of but made kicks. Now being in the NFL, working with the top guys. Sure. Hope, hope for the best. The um, only other thing, not to cut you up, sorry. Yep. The only other thing concerning is he's only kicked in warm weather. Yeah. That's the other thing that concerns me a little bit. But, you know, that Which, could, I mean, that's, I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, you know, look whatever. at a lot of most players. In the coming to the NFL, come from the SEC, which is the South. You get a, I mean, a shitload of them yeah, come from there. Yeah. So they play in warm weather all the time. Uh, adapt. Justin Tucker from Texas, Phil Dawson from Texas. These guys come up here. They kick amazingly in the AFC North. So it can be done. Um, one nugget of info that I have: Matt Miller from um, he used to work for Bleacher Report. Now he's just a draft insider. He he said that he talked to a lot of executives that had York rated higher this year than they had McPherson last year. That's good. Now, for those of you that don't know, Evan McPherson is the kicker for the Bengals, who kind of single-handedly helped get them to the play to the Super Bowl because he made some impressive kicks, some very high clutch kicks that they needed in the in the playoffs. High pressure kicks, yeah. And the fact that these executives have Cade York rated higher is only great. I mean, I can't be can't be a bad thing. And the Browns believe in him because two days later they cut both kickers. Yep, they cut Chase McLaughlin and Chris Blewett. They said, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> York is our kicker going forward. There will be no controversy in camp. Here's your here's the keys. Ride. I did love the Blewett name, though. That's that's amazing. That's why I wanted Dicker the kicker out of Texas. He ended up signing with the Rams, but I just wanted to be able to wear a Dicker jersey. I thought that would have been funny. <laughs> uh, next up, you have pick number 124, or I'm sorry, 156, Jerome Ford, running back out of Cincinnati. The player comparison for him, Kareem Hunt. Here's my here's my conspiracy theory. Okay, let's hear it. Just to, so I was I was every bit of confused when we drafted a running back because why the fuck do we need another running back? Right, we have a solid running back room, but then I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. I think the Browns are going to trade Kareem Hunt. They're going to look to move him this year. Yeah, they're either going to trade or they're going to cut. I don't think Kareem Hunt will be on this roster next year, unfortunately, for fans at home. Uh, that's just the nature of the business. It's it's unfortunate, but we're... But I think we can package him with a Baker trade, possibly, and move him to a team and maybe get some talent back. Because Kareem possibly. Hunt carries, carries a, a higher value than Baker, I think. At least right mm -hmm. now he does. I don't know. I think the problem with that that Andrew Barry's kind of gotten sick of is if you look at the numbers, uh, Kareem Hunt's missed more than half a season. Right. Over the last two years, or actually, I'm sorry, he's missed more a full season. If you combine the two years, he's missed like eight and seven games or eight and eight or something like that. So he's missed quite a few games over the last two years. He's, he can't stay healthy as a running back. That's never a good thing. I think that's why they went with Ford here, because, again, the, the player comparison that I saw for Ford was Kareem Hunt. Right. It's kind of funny that you draft a guy compared to Kareem Hunt to replace Kareem Hunt. I think they're going to trade both of them, if not together, but both of them are going to be traded probably by middle to the end of preseason, because that's when a lot of teams are going to be like injuries or you're not what I thought you were when we drafted you or whatever. So we need some new talent. And yeah. now the Browns have these two 
Hunt, great draft picks. If, there, if there's some injuries, Hunt should be easier to move because he is, hopefully, you hope he's going to be healthy at the time. Uh, makes decent money. I think his contract's like seven mil a year. Yeah, it's take. not much, yeah. Uh, moving him with Baker is going to be tough because that's $25 million a team's going to have right. to take on. Easier said than done. Uh, and, and running backs get hurt way more often than quarterbacks. So I think, if anything, Hunt's the, the guy to keep an eye on. Also could just be a cut. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think he makes this roster regardless if we find a trade partner or not. There's the burp. And I feel like that's what teams are going to tell Andrew Barry. They're going to say, listen, you drafted all these guys. You have five running backs now. You're not keeping them all. So we'll just wait till you have to cut one. Right. You can't have all of them. So could be the same situation with Baker where they know Baker has no future on the team. We'll just wait till you cut them. Hopefully that's not the case. I'd like to see Kareem Hunt get us something in return. But again, nature of the beast. We'll see what happens. Next pick, they took Michael Woods, wide receiver out of Oklahoma at pick 202. Um, good wide receiver. I mean, it's round six. Take it for what it's worth. Could he be a Donovan Peoples-Jones where he kind of has a decent year? I'm not a huge Donovan Peoples-Jones guy where I'm like, you know, expecting him to, to blow it, blow the world up this year. But could be okay. It's a round six to flyer. Has a, he has a chance to make the team. He Does might get cut. Lot, yeah, he drops it. So. You never know. Again, it's round six. I don't get too invested in guys like this, like Steeler fans with Hayward. Um, round seven, we took Isaiah Thomas, not the Isaiah Thomas from Detroit, and not the Isaiah Thomas that was traded to Cleveland from Boston. This is a different Isaiah Thomas. This both, one's out of Oklahoma. Both, both bigger than Kenny Pickett. Though. Yes, very much so. Uh, he's a defensive end, defensive tackle, can play multiple positions. Um, again, just depth. Did Lord, we sign an Lord exclusive knows, knows contract with Oak, o- Oklahoma that we had to draft their they're, no, uh, it's funny. Andrew Barry was asked that. And he said afterwards, <laughs> he's like, I don't even pay attention to that. He's like, it's kind of funny that we ended up with three Oklahoma guys. Like, I didn't even, it's not something. Well, we yeah, Isaiah was, was on the same line as uh, Winfrey was, yeah. which is funny. They were both really pumped up to have each other. And then obviously Woods, too, from Oklahoma. Yeah. So got a lot of Oklahoma boys. Not a bad thing. SEC guys are talented in the NFL. And then with the, the last pick of the seventh round for us, we took a basketball player, Dawson Deaton, center, Texas Tech. Uh, again, depth, offensive line depth. He's going to battle it out with that kid from Seattle that we signed and may the best man win the job to be the backup center. Pretty much is how I look at it. Nothing sexy about the Browns draft. You took a kicker. That's honestly probably my most important pick of this entire draft. Everybody else are raw guys. You're going to have to, you know, work into the NFL. They're going to have to get accustomed to everything. They're going to have to get stronger, bigger, faster, et cetera. Kicker day one. He's the most impactful player that we drafted, honestly. So Winfrey York and the um the uh whatchamacallit the bell was my my favorite three picks. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I mean, I I like every pick the Browns made. I mean, they each pick was for a position of need. I trust Andrew Barry, I trust the Browns to develop these guys. And if not, most of them were late round picks. You have fifth, sixth, seventh round guys there that they don't make the team. That's just that's how the NFL goes. Not everybody's gonna make the team, so it's not like it's a big deal. Uh you just hope for the best. You got young, young players. Andrew Barry stuck with his board. He always drafts young, high RAS scores. We'll see what happens with them. I like the draft. I like the direction we're going. Get cheaper, get younger, get more athletic. Nothing wrong with that when you have a very, very expensive quarterback. Are we getting pumped for the Brown season right now? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> Expectations? <laughs> I mean, I expect with is if Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended, I expect the Browns to be damn good. Yeah. It's just going to be tough. The AFC is loaded, and a lot of teams got even better. I mean, again, I gave the Chiefs an A-plus for a grade. I think they did phenomenally this this draft and even in undrafted free agents they're loading up they're just getting better the rich get richer bills had a really good draft the ravens on paper had a really good draft so you've got teams that were already kind of in your way only getting better the afc just keeps on getting better and they haven't moved out of the way so that's crazy 
So we'll see what happens. I'm excited, though. It was a good draft. It was fun. Uh, Andrew Barry did what he thought was best for the team, acquired some picks for the 2023 draft, which I'm very excited about because I think it's going to be a good class. And we're going to need to get younger. I mean, with all, this, all these contracts we've given out, you have to go cheap and young in the draft, and that's what Andrew Barry's doing. He's preparing for that. I'm pumped. I'm excited. All right. With that being said, it is time to move on for just the tip. As always, Tim Buck two is going to start us off. Tim, are you ready, my man? I am. I am. I am ready. I am ready. And you know, I bring the comedy. But before I go into comedy, y'all know Sunday is Mother's Day. Yes, sir. Shout out to all the mothers out there, all of them. So my first tip is love your mama. That's a great tip. Everybody at home needs to do that. Some people lost their mom. Some people, you know, some people never had their relationship with their mom. And I've been lucky enough to have my mom. Um, she is basically my twin. Um, she gave me everything about her, uh, even the chin hairs and the titties. Um, I got it all. So, so I have I have to thank her for that so much. And we are doing a show on Mother's Day at Exotic Cuisine. Um, the Exotic Cuisine is at 127. 03 Lorraine Avenue. It's a nice place. They got some good food, uh, some nice women bartending. Um, so it's a it's a great place, and you're gonna come and get some good laughs. Um, and I'm definitely talking about my mama um, during this show. So she'll be there. I don't think she'll be there. Okay. Uh, but if she does come, I it'll will let y'all know. It'll basically one. turn into a roast. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't plan on taking off my shirt, but you know, sometimes it just happens. You know, I I can't lie to you. The shirt comes off when it comes off. You know, <laughs> the nipples want to show when they want to show. I like it. What time's the show? <laughs> the show is at at eight o'clock. Okay. Um. So doors uh seven. Tickets are ten bucks. I got tickets if you want. Nice. Perfect. Hell yeah. All right, Kyle. <clears throat> so my just a tip. Usually when you do like a show or TV or movie, I try to mimic so we're on the same page with stuff. But this movie is amazing. Have you seen this yet? I have not. I've been wanting to. You need to watch it. I think you'll enjoy it, um, especially the storyline. Uh, this the, the basic basis of the story is it's uh, a drug kingpin over in England um, okay. who wants to get out of the game, and a lot of his competitors per se are trying to get him out of the game. Uh, but how they intertwine the story and how it's told is is perfect. And the acting by Matthew McConaughey in this movie, top notch. Now, is it an action movie or is it like a comedy or a little bit of both? I uh, think of. Um, What's a movie? Fuck, Martin Scorsese movie, The Irish with uh, the Departed. Yes. Okay. Think of the Departed. Okay, kind of. that's a good movie. It's a great. This is a great movie. Okay. Um, I'm hoping they make a sequel of it, but um, has good movies. Colin Farrell's in it. Um, what's his face? Uh, from Sons of Anarchy's in it. Um, I forget his name. Hamill. Um, uh, something. Hummel. I think it's Charlie Hummel. Um, oh, oh yeah. Okay. I've so, never seen the show. I'm yeah. So he's in it. Um, it's a great. It's a great story, but it makes you think. It gets you to the end. There's a twist at the end too. Okay. Um, it does leave off where there might be a sequel to it, so I hope they do make the sequel. But um, no, you'll enjoy it. It's like an hour and fifty minutes long, so it's not a long, long watch. But it's on Netflix right now, so if you get a chance, take a look at it. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely on my list. Uh, I've been wanting to watch this for a few years. Tara hates drug movies and stuff like that, and I love them. It's so. not heavy. It's just he's a weed. She just in, so. doesn't like anything like that. So I, I wanted to watch, and she was like, "No, I'm not interested." So I just never got around yeah. to it. But it's yeah. definitely on my list. You'll like it. All right, my tip of the week is Ozark. The Final half of the series has released on Netflix as of last Friday. It's done four seasons. This this fourth season had, I think, like seven episodes or eight episodes in the in, in January, and then the final episodes just came out. And I binged them. Yeah. I got home from Vegas on Monday. I watched a few Monday. I finished it all last night. 
So I am completely done with Ozark. I have seen the finale. I know how it ends. Shocking. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody Shocking. else. Um, you something? I mean, were you, did you see it coming? I guess that's the question. Yes and no. There were some things that I did see coming and some things that I didn't. It, it, it was a grand scheme of things. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hate when I don't see things coming. <laughs> yeah. That's um, like a Deshaun Watson masseuse. Um, so <laughs> but yeah, Ozark, was, I loved it. It was one of my favorite shows. So I was sad to see it end. But I think they did a good job. They did it justice. Can we talk about how good of an actor Jason Bateman is? He is, but he isn't. So uh, hear I'm, me out. Okay. All right. So my thoughts on Jason Bateman as an actor, he plays the same guy in every movie, every show, everything he's been in. You he is just so? the same character. He's he does, always cool, he, calm, and collected. He's always a little bit of a smart ass. He's always the same guy. I, I guess I can see huge, that. I'm not knocking him. I yeah, love yeah. Jason Bateman. I so guess watch. I can see that, but I just think he plays these serious roles so fucking well. But like watch Arrested Development. Watch Horrible Bosses, yeah. watch The Change Up, watch anything with Jason Bateman, and then watch Ozark, which is meant to be like a more serious show. Yeah. And you're going to, it's the same fucking guy. It's just, it's <laughs> the same guy. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But in Ozark, I won't spoil anything. But like, <coughs> shit will hit the fan. And there's Jason Bateman. Just, okay. Like, he's just cool, calm, and collected always. Never sweats, nothing, never, never bats an so eye. So he's typecasted, is what you're saying. It a is, little bit. Just, that's what they It's need not even typecasting. He just, he is who he, he doesn't have range. So he just is who he is, and it works. Yeah. I he was in Hancock, right? Yeah, yeah, he that's was. What he was. He I was, about that. He yeah. was the, uh, the same guy. Hancock. He's got Will Smith blowing through his fucking house, destroying it. And he's just like, hey, what's going on here? He never fucking never gets upset. Just so cool, calm, and collected. I like him. Real quick, we can't end it without getting your quick thoughts on the um, the the whatchamacallit, the Dave Chappelle shit. Oh, I mean, another instance where just people are getting out of hand. Um, eventually, Comedy is going to have to start up in security a little bit, keeping these crazy people away that, from the stage. Put like a wall, like a wall in front of the stage. You're almost going to have to treat it like a baseball Did game. Did you see that guy, his entourage? He, fucked, he got fucked oh, up. Oh, Jamie Foxx and Buster Rhymes were part of that entourage and beat the shit out of him. His arm was bent backwards. See, she said the same thing. He's always the same. Jason Bateman. He's he's a I love him. He's a great actor, but he is just the same, the same guy in everything okay, he's in. Uh, but that guy who just ran the stage, his arm was broke. Yep, good. Back, back like this. Yeah, Buster Ryan. I saw someone. I saw someone say, you know, when they say you're going to get folded up, this is literally what they meant. Yeah, because he got folded up. I love that Chris Rock came on stage, grabbed the mic, and just goes, "Was that Will Smith?" Yeah, there that it was is. So fucking funny. Um, yeah, there's honestly just no room for it. You're going to start treating stand-up comedy like a baseball game and put How up a net. How did he get in with a fake gun and a knife? Because that's what he had on him. Was that him? I thought they said they found somebody else with a gun on no, him. No, I thought it was him. It was a fake gun. I thought that mm. was him and a knife that he had on him. Well, probably because it was fake. So if you go through security, if it's but plastic, the knife or whatever, wasn't fake. That might not trigger because he's, like, he's charged with um, he's charged with uh, um, aggravated assault with a weapon, a deadly weapon. Yeah, I mean, I guess they'll have to check their their uh, security. I don't. I didn't see it. That's it's fucked up. But yeah, um, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you think about it. You're filling up a festival. You've got tens of thousands of people showing up to see it. It's hard. Some people slip by. It's unfortunate, but you can't check everybody. Right. Tim, if someone registered the stage on you, what are you doing? I'm going to fart in their face and then sit on them. Damn right. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for talking about balls. Mike, your question about the Browns making the playoffs. We'll get to that another time. We'll make that a whole segment. I'm not going to end the show with that. So we'll do that. Um, but on behalf of everyone at talking about balls, it is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. So, of course, Han Solo ain't never had no sex with Princess Leia in the Star Wars. See ya. to Google that fucking quote. I couldn't remember exactly what